sound like absolute <laughs> crap like what was that screech that yeah, just well, occurred <laughs> that was awesome <laughs> <laughs> trying to be more radio like wow, you know wow dragon party that's like the old like, 90s commercials for the kids toys <laughs> wow <laughs> it's a sploosh wow oh my god it's splooshes it splotches <laughs> well i'm your host for the sploosh podcast brett brandis <laughs> For this uh, grouping and joining me, it's going to be my co-host, Eric. Tell him your name. All right, I'm Eric, and everybody better buckle the fuck up. Yeah, this is it, boys. Now, we mentioned the past two times we've done Magic Podcast. This is the set we were waiting for, and yet we still didn't, like, really... We haven't even scratched the cards yet. Yeah, yeah, yep. That was a problem <laughs> because we were we were going through the other uh, episode, or we were going through uh, our episode plan. We're like, there's a lot of cards. <laughs> there's there's so much. I can't believe that they print. You know, you go. What today we're going to talk about is all the cards in the '99 of the Commander product cards that are new, and I can't believe that they're printing like 20 new cards in each of these decks, which means there's like an additional 80 on top of the main set. Yeah. It's great. That are printed direct to Commander, which generally means that, like, so the, the rarity doesn't matter anymore, because the only place yep. you can get them is, though I'm sure all of these, you know, they'll say they're rares, they'll say they're kind. It doesn't really matter. They're But they're Commander cards, which means they're strong, because they're yeah. for Commander. And, like, Commander is also a good, uh, talk, talk about rarity, the, uh, the only other time that it matters that these are, like, these have any sort of rarity is actually for commons. Like, sometimes things are reprinted as commons, so they, you can play them in Popper. Mm, ah, okay. So, so it does have some different format. Barely, barely. Sure. Okay. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, yeah, but I mean, important. actually, everyone, every once in a while, there's like, oh, that's actually really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah for pop. Okay, that. So that would be the only thing to look for. But we're back at the party. Why don't we get started with the with our usual? What are you drinking today? Well, hope you guys heard that. I'm drinking this odd side. It kind of fits with our in, uh, intro. It's called. Thunder Gun Express. <laughs> oh my god, so is it like, that's like from Thunder Gun Express, that's from It's Always Sunny. It, I think so, yeah. Yeah, that's like, it's, it? that's, uh, a, yeah. that's like the movie that premiered in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. That's awesome. Uh, if any of you have seen that show, so that's hilarious. I, I'm wondering if they have any, they probably had to get the rights for that, at least, I would imagine. Yeah, that makes sense. That it, it's always, <laughs> it says Thunder Gun Express, no hesitation, no surrender. <laughs> yes, yes, that, and that's their tagline, of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, I mean, From Odd Side Brewing. Uh, as a Philadelphia native here myself, I, of course, love this show. Well, I did fit with our theme. Uh, so last week we did our Legendary Creatures uh, episode. Today is our 99. So that makes this. The superhero sidekicks. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. It works. I, I, the sidekicks works. do a lot of the work. That's so the sidekicks do ninety nine percent of the work. Maybe not really. I mean, commanders like that one. The one percenters have most they of have the a goods. Lot of the power. <laughs> they have most of the goods. Yeah, this is the superhero sidekicks IPA from. Uh, 
KCBC, Kings County Brewers Collective in Brooklyn, New York. The can is awesome looking, of course. They like decked it out in like neon. Yeah, it things. looks like a comic book. Like it looks like a comic book. Yeah, that's obviously what they went for. So awesome. So I'll be drinking that. Anything brewing in the mat? Have you been brewing any ducks? We haven't talked about it for a while, so I figured we'd bring that segment back up. Uh, uh, I'm actually not really brewing anything right now. I'm kind of okay. waiting for the new Innistrad set to come out to see if anything tickles my fancy. And none of these Commander decks di- sparked anything for you? Um, well, I mean, the, the Which I think is okay. Guy, we can't buy things everything, every Everything, yeah. You know? Made of money. <laughs> I, I definitely will try to make a dungeon deck if no one else in our playgroup does. Um, I, I will talk about what I brewed just recently because so we had our whole conversation about all our legendaries and one of the ones we we jumped over that i was super excited about was volo i thought he was really strong well i brewed volo for a really long time and eventually it like became something totally different where yeah i was going in such a direction and i was trying to do all these cool things with like a precursor golem which makes a bunch of golems and then copying a bunch of things and it was sweet but then the deck like it just didn't feel strong enough, and I switched the commander over to uh, a uncommon from Commander Legends. Just enter generic Simic legendary. <laughs> it's just like, oh, this it was good. like it was ridiculous, and it well, I mean, of course, it had the most busted words in Magic: The Gathering, which we should talk about. Cascade. Oh yeah, the Cascade guy for six. Yeah, the Cascade six. guy from Commander Legends, which gives everything that costs six or more Cascade as well. And then I play tested the deck, and I was like, "This is absolutely absurd. I can't play this because this is just nuts." Yeah, you just like cascade into everything. What, you, one you kind ju- of one kind of cool thing that I didn't realize with Volo, I think when we talked about it, mm-hmm. um, maybe we went over this, but uh, I think it's worth <laughs> mentioning is since it's on a cast trigger, you can do really cool things with like clones because yes. yeah, you can like clone when you cast it. The clone I think is a shapeshifter right. type or something. Yep. And then and in, the gra- it, in the graveyard is important as well. In the graveyard as well. But um, but then you can uh, yeah, then you can like it'll enter the battlefield as another you know copy of your whatever Something else, right? Right. So you can keep copying that thing with different things. Yeah, it Volo was super fun. Uh, it just didn't feel really awesome enough, and I was like, yeah, this this deck kind of feels little little sad <laughs> so, I, think, I think at the end of the day it is just i'm playing a bunch of really good creatures with into battlefield effects it's ju- and- it's just a cool deck yeah but honestly you you, you go one step further right and you could just play because it did feel like this where a lot of the powerful things are just enter the battlefield triggers anyway so you could just play the yarok the one extra color one extra mana but if, for a, like a death touch lifelink three five and you get a whole access to a whole new color and everything just feels slightly more powerful and works with more things because it's not just creatures for that guy yeah so it did just feel like it was super fun to brew and then i'm going i'm looking at the deck i'm just like nah <laughs> it's just not there i bet i bet that this that was a good deck i think if you're experienced it was fun player, it was and fun. then like oh well okay this isn't just gonna be it's just it's I really know fun to think in, about because yeah, it's anti-synergy is what you're looking for it's, yeah so it's exactly really cool um but yeah, if you're looking for something that maybe it's like, oh well, I, I'm gonna I'm playing in a play group that isn't as powerful, or these are all new things. This is yeah, I, not to say that. So I, I I think I fell out of love with it immediately because I kind of already had similar decks, right? We we have enough decks at this point too that like if you have mm-hmm. if you brew anything and it feels so similar to another one of your decks, you're like, okay, well I, right, I'm yeah. already doing that over here. 
kind of. And I was like, nah, this is just more creatures. It's just playing a bunch of creatures. I do that. So I don't need another one of those. <laughs> I was just like, uh, okay. But that's the best part about Brew It. You just have it in your back pocket. Yeah, just I just you ever it get up, and I had a lot of fun playing it out yeah. and switching some things and seeing what was good. But yep, that, that one failed. And and the Cascade deck, I, I can't even, it was so busted. It Like Cascade plus Affinity with that guy got so busted out of control. I was like, I can't play this. <laughs> this yeah, is Cas- absurd. Cascade can get, can so a lot of times those decks go around just like you have to kill the commander as soon as it comes out. Yeah, exactly. And it was just... it was a sad feeling of like you did literal nothing for the first five turns, and then on turn six you played thirty things, and you're yeah. like, this feels wrong. That's a lot of what uh like Maelstrom Wanderer does. Yeah, yeah. Where it's just That's like because it it's Cascade. Ramp, 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 Cascade. <laughs> if you've ever seen a Yidris deck, they do the same thing. If they ever hit you, it gives everything you cast Cascade, and you they just like. <laughs> Or yeah. the sliver guy that has Cascade? Oh, my all God. All slivers have Cascade. Yeah. Oh, my God. Don't because play slivers all... out there. If you're anyone listening, don't play slivers. <laughs> if you want, if you're like, I have too many friends. And yeah, then, people then like you me too then much. Then you're allowed. Then fine. Go ahead and play slivers. Yeah. Lose a couple of them. Knock out like a third of your friends. Yep. <laughs> because once you have the moniker of the guy who plays slivers, slivers yeah. people will just attack you for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not my, my sliver deck. I don't care. Oh, I'm not talking about magic. I'm just talking about they will find you on the street. Oh, right. You're just, yeah. <laughs> you see this knife? <laughs> oh, God. We shouldn't get there. What? The FBI is probably listening. I don't know. All right. Let's get into Hopefully. the subject Like and subscribe, because <laughs> Yeah. There you go. Right. We need more listeners. Write us a review. It. Maybe if we do start making some threats, we'll start like tuning in. <laughs> all of a sudden, we have like thousands of listeners, but it's all the government. It's all the government. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we'll take it. We're paying their taxes. All right. All right. Here we go. We're going to start off. With the Aura of Courage deck, I don't remember the uh, exact order, and I don't have our last outline up, but we're going to go in the order that I have it set up in. And for any of the ones that we talk about, because there are some overlaps between the decks, we will kind of glance over it, but we will mention it that it's in this deck as well. So from Aura of Courage, we're going to start off, and I've noticed this trend, and not just because this deck was an equipment deck, but there's a lot of equipment that they printed. Yeah. They like that type. They're trying to... I, I think they're trying to replace some equipment. Like there's some equipment in here that it's like, Ooh, this is kind of like another version of yeah. this other equipment. And notably it's all colored equipment, except for I think one, yeah. they're all colored, which is, I guess that's why they printed so many of them. Cause they're trying to change it up a bit and get some yeah, that's true. C- color specific equipment into there. So the first one we're going to talk about is one of those colored set equipments. This is the belt of giant strength, one in a green for an equipment, that equipped creature has base power and toughness 10-10. That sounds good. That sounds good for two mana. What, what's its uh, equip cost? The, uh, 10. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so very Colossus Hammer-esque. Uh, uh, and the ability costs X less to activate, where X is the power. So basically you pay the difference between the power to get to make it a 10-10. Not, not giving plus 10, plus 10. But it has a lot of synergies in green. I like that it's in green. Because there's a lot of big creatures already. Sometimes you could just pay a little bit of amount to get them to 10-10. And it works with counters. Yeah, well. like anything that has plus one, plus one counters on it. Anything yep. that has like, oh, all your creatures get plus three, plus three. Yeah, like so that. I, it's definitely meant for those decks, right? Where like if you have a 10 power creature because it has 10 plus one, plus one counters on it, you equip this for free and it just boosted it by 10. Yeah. 
That seems bonkers. That seems insane. That so look really out good, for yeah. it and definitely like the Hydra decks, you know, where they're already paying X into it and like getting them big and, and a lot I, of those have trample and different effects. Exactly. Yeah, because yeah, Hydras a lot of times are zero zeros, but they they're have zero zeros counters on it. They yeah, usually do, generally speaking. Generally. And I don't know if there's too many decks that play like this, but like there's a lot of cards that very efficiently give bumps for just one turn. So you can yeah. have a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. You could pay a bunch of mana right to equip it for very low cost. Right. And then at, at the end of the turn, it went away, but it's still going to build the equipment's still on there. So. Yeah, super sweet card. I love that this is here. I think it's going to do great in green. Yeah, me too. I think you'll see it around. It's it, And I'm glad that it doesn't seem overpowered by any stretch of the imagination. No, yeah, it's like, I totally agree. It's kind of hard to use. It's awkward to use. If you're ever in a situation where you're like, I really need to pay that. It's like, that's a lot of mana to get that thing big. <laughs> yeah. But hey, it's useful. It's, it gets you a 10-10. It does it get, what it does. It's at least a 10-10. Yeah, and yeah. You, you never know when it's just like, I don't know. I don't know if there's anything that triggers on things being equipped. Yeah, but it's, but it's if it's a ten ten, then it's free. I don't know. Maybe not in green, but yeah. So super sweet. Here, the next one is one that will probably end up glancing over. It's in another deck too, and it's one that's probably going to get taken out. They kind of recreated Meteor Golem. It's Clay Golem, four yeah. mana for a four four, and then it has an activated ability for six. You roll a d eight. It has monstrous, monstrous X, where X is the result of your d eight roll. So it'll get plus one, plus one counters equal to your result. Uh, and then it'll destroy a permanent when it's monstrous. So it's kind of a meteor golem that costs 10 mana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Doesn't sound great. Yeah, it's, uh, it's not that great. <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't think it's as useful as meteor golem, just looking at it. You have to have synergy with the fact that when it's monstrous, the awkward thing is to... You can't remove an easy thing to do in, in Commander is remove all the counters and then be right. able to like trigger things again. You cannot do that with this card. Once it's monstrous, it is monstrous. Yeah, regardless of how many counters are on that. Now you can obviously sacrifice it, put it back on the battlefield, but that again, okay. That, Meteor Golem. That's the does same it. thing. Yeah. <laughs> and destroying a permanent, like that's the thing you care about. That's what you're paying seven mana or ten mana in this case. Yeah, we so. could do that with like vindicates and like much easier cards. This is just not where you want to be. Yeah. So if you're making golem tribal, I guess, but otherwise, maybe. Yeah. It, it's nah. even. It's probably going to get cut there. That's what I'm saying. It's just not a good card. We'll move on then to the next. The diviner's portent. <laughs> is that what the next one I have? Yeah. Yeah. So X blue blue blue, tough casting cost there for an instant. Roll a d20 and add the number of cards in your hand to the roll. If you rolled 1 to 14, draw X cards. If you rolled a 15 plus, you get to scry X, then draw X cards. Once again, I look at this and, like, you, it just doesn't compare. Like, I wish the d20 had, like, a like helpful thing for your drawing. It doesn't. It, it, it's just whether you're going to draw or scry and draw. So... Compare this to Graven Carns, right? The snow one. Not Graven Carns, sorry. Graven Lore. Uh, it, it's it's three blue-blue, but it's snow blues. And it scries X, draws X, where X is equal to snow permanence. I just feel like that's... You're going to probably draw five... Scry five, draw five for for five mana. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. And this card doesn't do that. So, I don't know. This doesn't do it for me. I think I think this is like... This goes in those decks, though, right? Like, as far as... I don't even know if it does. Because, like, you're not even guaranteed to get the scrying at all. 
Not even He's, close. I feel like if you want to play this card, you want you need the scry. Because, yeah, I think I think it's pretty easy to get it though. Because you can like it if you're playing just like a yeah, like there's tons of cards I think you can play above this. Like if you're if you just want to draw a card spell. Yeah. I think since it's an instant, I think if you can if you're just like, well, I'm sitting here with seven cards in my hand. So I need to roll an eight or higher to get it. And like I think it's fine. But yeah, it, it's not it's not gonna be great. I don't, I don't think I think there's better blue spells that draw nowadays. I into the story comes to mind. That's like four mana draw four. Uh yeah. you need someone to have, I think it's like seven cards in their lot graveyard, which is like, yeah, it's commander. Eventually they're gonna have that, and then you paid four to draw four. You can't even get close to that with this card. I just, uh, it's not there for me. I, I like other blue spells better. Yep. But sure, it could be powerful. You yeah. have 20 mana to spend. A spell like this is going to be powerful. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the big thing for these, like, draw draw card decks, where it's like, yeah. sometimes all you want, like, if you're if drawing cards gives you tokens, like in a, uh, uh, like the Locust God kind of style deck, you just want... All of the cards that say X, yeah, any amount of mana draw. Because again, I'll say like this is this is coming from a guy whose commander is this card, except also a commander. So like, I don't need this in the commander yeah. deck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I think I think you're absolutely right. Like, it's not efficient, but it yeah. has like an unlimited power ceiling. Yep, which is fair. It, mm-hmm. It's a good card to have in commander, but you don't want too many of them. Don't flood your deck with this crap. Right, because you're going to be uh, spending. Five mana, draw two cards sometimes. The next one, you could flood your deck with quite a bit of it. Uh, we mentioned this on our last podca- podcast, I believe. The Ebony Fly is a two mana artifact that comes in tapped, but it taps for a colorless. So it is basically your functional reprint of the Guardian Idol that I, mm-hmm. I play a lot of. So I love this guy. His ability is four mana. It doesn't tap or there's four pay four generic mana, then you roll a d6. Until in turn, it becomes an XX insect artifact creature with flying, where X is the result. And whenever it attacks, another attacking creature gains flying. So I think this is better than the Guardian Idol by far. Yeah, I, the, it having flying is huge. It is nuts. And it could be as big as a 6-6? Six, six? Right, that's yeah. insane. That's giving so a, good. Giving another creature flying sometimes that's like you don't you don't care if it dies. Like and, you just want to like, get the whole hit on your commander or something. All the text past it saying tap at a colorless is just extra bonus. Like yeah, I don't even yeah. care. I'm playing this card as a two mana artifact that enters the battlefield tapped. That's kind of the point we're at in commander nowadays, where you play every two mana artifact. I you think. I think you you'll run into trouble if your commander or you like you have to think about those if your commander is like three or more colors. That's fair. I don't play a lot of three but, or more color decks, so yeah. yeah, I'm used to like seeing this card and jamming it. Like yeah. this is this is my shit right here. But yeah, like in mono two color dice, like you're gonna like your oh. mana base is you're gonna have the colors. You so like immediate, especially one with this much upside. Right. <laughs> This has got the upside you're looking for because there's there's some power to that that can help get through your commander. A lot of commanders need that combat damage or attack triggers, and this right. gives them flying when it attacks. That could be helpful in and of itself, yeah. just to get it through. I mean, so this card's nuts to me. I love yeah, this g- card. gaining like th- this way. It's not if you're it's not horrible if you draw this after you've drawn your tenth land. You're like at least this is a creature that can block. Right, <laughs> or it's it's like six mana for a creature like that's gonna die in one turn, but some hey, it, it's worth it's a uh, better than nothing, right? 
the next one, it seemed like it was like sort of a part of like a semi cycle. Uh, there's like these fantastical creatures that are like elks and horses and different kind of steeds, in other words. Oh, yeah. It's called yeah. the Fey Steed. Two white, white for a 4 4 elk. Whenever Fae Steed attacks, another target attacking creature you control gains indestructible. And then whenever a creature or planeswalker you control becomes the target of a spell or an ability an opponent controls, you draw a card. Uh, and I love his flavor text, right into legend. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's my favorite part. That is the, yeah, I was going to say, that is the best part of this that's card. That's the best part. Besides that, I think this card's not great. Yeah, and this is kind of funny because, like, this card, it could be you know in standard but if this was in standard i imagine this is like this would be busted in standard yeah, yeah like a 4 <laughs> is like it's it's like that is the kind like of super body that you strong want. right yeah in standard and in, in commander it's like oh like okay you you can't take too many hits for this thing but it's just like <laughs> it doesn't have indestructible when it attacks no nope. it's very different than flying like with the ebb and fly it's, yeah it sits on the ground it's a four four that's not that that's not anything to write home about yeah and and this um the and like the, to ability, get, yeah, I was okay go ahead yeah like i was gonna say the second ability isn't as good as you think it is because most answers in commander that deal with creatures are like math or like board board wipes, wipes because you need to be efficient so if there's 10 creatures out there you can't one for one all of them it's just easier to one for 10 all of them or as so. I see it, I look at this card and it's something that innately needs to attack to be useful. And then you're setting it up just to die anyway without ever having to target anything. You attacked. I blocked with my 5-5. Five five. It's dead. <laughs> Good. Yeah, exactly. Done, done of its four mana usefulness. So yeah, right. I, I'm not high on this card. Yeah. I, one that I would cut to. Strangely, I think the more competitive your play group, the second ability gets better and better because <laughs> that's fair. Usually more competitive groups, they're like all about controlling the yeah, one, one target. But still you're uh, gonna maybe end up drawing one card for four mana in those cases. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that still sounds weird. Really because it's bad. like if you're gonna kill me, yeah, I'll let you draw a card so I can <laughs> And the, the other like part of this, it just—it looks like a card that I'm not even sure where I really need to play this card. I just, I, I can't think of any deck that's dying where, like, you know, we can talk about even Clay Golem has a spot where you're like, you just mentioned, oh, Golem Tribal could yeah, maybe I have a use of this. I like his face, and I'm like, Elk Tribal, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's just you, not, it's just not useful. Yeah, because you need to be attacking, you need to have your creature that's attacking also not already have Indestructible and all that stuff on. Yeah, we're off it. All right, the next yeah, we're off it. We're on to the next one. Another equipment because they piled these in here. This is the mm-hmm. Holy Avenger. Two and a white. This is a white manned equipment now. Equipped creature has double strike. Uh, the equip cost is two and white. So we've seen that before with like Fire Shrieker. It's definitely right. another functional reprint of that. But it also has the text whenever it deals combat damage, which again with double strike it has the opportunity to do that twice. And importantly, it says combat damage. That's, right. to That's to anything. It says you may put an aura card from your hand onto the battlefield attached to it. So that could obviously be quite nuts. This card is crazy in like an aura deck. In an aura deck is... I think that is the only place you're playing this. Yeah, yeah, you're not, you're not doing it. Anymore. Don't play like, this <laughs> in equipment deck. Play this in an aura deck. And yes, it'll be the one equipment in your deck, but so be it. This thing has nuts. It, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Imagine like, oh, I'll attack with my 2-2 with a Holy Avenger on it. 
And it's like, what are you going to do? Like, are you going to block with your good creature? It like, doesn't, yeah. It, it, I love that you have no answer to it, right? This is yeah. one of the reasons I loved, what was the three mana? Five Alarm Fire. This is one of the reasons I love Five Alarm Fire. It just, it doesn't matter when your creatures deal damage, who they're dealing their damage to. Yep. So long as they're dealing damage, that thing stacks up fast and then bolts things for five damage. Like, it's nothing. It's crazy. So yeah. much fun. And, yeah, because the, a lot of cards that are templated this way are damage to a creature so yes. people are just like oh, okay i'll block with this creature and it's gonna eat it right well you first strike damage i put my eldrazi conscription on it now it's a 14 14 trample now i deal uh now this is also interesting whenever it deals it's combat damage because i'm wondering yes. like if the thing has trample on it does it deal combat damage to the creature and the player separately oh yeah no it's just, it's just the i think one... it's just deal yeah the, the important part is that double strike so it's always gonna do it twice so yeah. if you're ever in a situation where you have two aura cards this thing will be bonkers good. right and it's it yeah again it's a double strike it does it first to the creature that's blocking it and you get to buff it up with the aura now of course that scenario is magic's christmas land but let me put this back to you guys out there who say at Magical Christmas Land. It's still giving you double strike. Yeah. <laughs> like, and like at the very least. And, and since it's not, a, it's an equipment, you can have it and just use six mana to just play equip and attack. So yeah. it, it like it's better than a creature I mean, that I, has I think ability. equipment in Commander is one of the strongest card types there is. Just, just that's it. Yeah. Because we only usually typically have one creature out there and board wipes happen and then... You can instantly buff up your stuff when you play another thing. It's insane. It's it's really powerful. But what happens? The biggest thing on the battlefield. You're nuts. But what happens if they destroy all my equipment, Brett? That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> you lose then. No, but we. But there's a card for that. There, there is the next one. Okay, yeah. that's how you're moving us on. I get. I want to. I want to ah. compare this Holy Avenger to one more card, and just to give you a sense of how powerful this is, everyone. Umazawa's Jite, one of my favorite cards of all time. It also has the same text where whenever you deal combat damage, it's going to get counters on it. It gets two counters on it, and then you get to choose any of the two abilities on it. It's, it's a nuts it's a crazy, card. Yeah. It's nuts card. So, But it's like that, so I think that is one of the most powerful cards. So this next card, when you're, all your equipment dies and you're sad, you could then play Mantle of the Ancients for three white-white, which is an aura, just so happens to be. Mm -hmm. Synergy, synergy. Whoa. Enchant a creature you control. So you can't enchant someone else's thing. You wouldn't want to. When Mantle of the Ancients enters the <laughs> battlefield, you could return any number of auras and or equipment cards from your graveyard to the battlefield. And guess what? You also just get to attach them to that creature. And then your creature's <laughs> going to get plus one, plus one for each aura and equipment attached to it. So this is just your equipment aura deck finisher. Yeah. This is going to be powerful, man. Stuff like this. Yeah, I, again, I think I mentioned how in our uh, commander review, I don't think this deck as it sits, this is again is the Aura of Courage deck, was very powerful. And I don't think the commander from this was, the Galia was very powerful. Mm -hmm. But some of the cards out of this are going to like bust up some of those equipment decks that are in commander. Because there's yeah. tons of them out there, especially in like the red, red, white, because this is just mono white, this card we're talking about man is there some good synergy out there this oh, thing's yeah. going to be just an easy finisher and a lot of the strategy against those is like you know you can either kill the creature and force them to re-equip but there's so many cards that allow free equips nowadays yeah. it's almost worth it just to try to kill all the equipment and then like the creature is usually not super great 
It's right. always like, oh, it's an unblockable hexproof one one or something. <laughs> They're just waiting um, for the big thing to be on them. Yep. Yeah. But this is going to have like almost like the crater hoof behemoth effect where it's like mantle of ancients. Does anyone have an answer? No. Nope. Okay. Wait. <laughs> yeah. The the funny part is though it only buffs up one thing super huge, which is awkward in commander. Right. This is the whole problem with a lot of these Voltroni mm. style decks. Now this isn't Voltroni in the sense of the commander's trying to kill you, but it's it is in the it's going very linear. One yeah. thing's trying to kill you. And if one of those things doesn't give trample, generally they will have it. But if they don't, it's just going to get blank chumped like all day long in Commander. We have chumps right. for days. We have chumps for every occasion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so if you're playing this, definitely try to get some evasion. There's t- there's a million unblo- uh, your creatures unblockable auras. So. The next Make one sure is one very those. interesting. I'm wondering if it was a play on like the Teferi's Puzzle Box, because this is called Netherese Puzzle Ward. I don't think so. I don't think it has anything to do with it. But I wonder if this is just a D&D thing that we don't know yeah, about. Yeah, it must be, right? It's it's a super cool... I love the the, the picture, because it's, it's clearly one of those like mirrors to lasers puzzles that yeah. like, has to open a portal. Which, love that. I, and I just want to go on a little tangent here. It's so disappointing, because like those are like almost impossible to role play in D&D. <laughs> in D&D. Yeah, yeah. You'd it's have like, to like set it up in front of someone and say yeah. solve this, but if they, you didn't do that, yeah. Yeah, it's like you have to essentially like, the whole point is to get the players to say, oh, is it a mirror puzzle? And you say, yes. Then you solve the puzzle. Then you just right. say that you solve the puzzle. Yeah. But yeah. And these puzzles, like... And then you sweet. solve the puzzle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, ba- basically. Yeah. It's like, what <laughs> angle are you turning this mirror? Like, which one? Is it the one in front of me or the one slightly to the right? It's like, degrees. Wait, okay, degrees? the laser hits the wall. <laughs> Dang. Oh. 35 degrees. Still the wall. <laughs> yeah. oh, that doesn't sound good. All right, this is a three and a blue enchantment. It has the two text abilities, focus beam and perfect illumination. The focus beam is at the beginning of your upkeep. You're going to roll a d4 and scry X, where X is the result. That's awesome. I love that so far. It's pretty good. Uh, yeah, that's like scry one through four every upkeep. is And, and scry is like worth maybe a quarter of a card, half a yeah. card. Yeah, and you're, you're going to scry like yeah, two, this thing just sits two to three cards a lot. Yeah, like on average. average. It's pretty good. And the perfect elimination is whenever you roll the dies high. Whenever you roll a dies highest natural result, draw a card. So if you do roll a four, you're scrying four and drawing a card that mm-hmm. upkeep. That's bonkers. And of course, so I think that's good. And I think I'd play that. I think I would be interested in playing that, trying it out, seeing how it goes. Would you, um, do you think it's strong enough without like any other die rolling cards? Th- that's what I'm saying. I think so. I think, think I so? would be willing to play it uh, and see how it goes. I think it's definitely the, worth Of try. course though, any scry synergy, any do- die rolling at all, Right, even just yeah. playing Ebony Flies in in the deck, right? So if, if that thing ever rolls the six to drawing a card, yeah, just just random things that I I would want to push it a little bit, but not hard. I wouldn't want to like force the gas pedal. I think yeah. in general that's not going to help you. There is like one that I was brewing a lot with because he's a partner. The uh, I think his name's Elegeth. He's one of the Sphinx partners that says whenever you scry, instead of scrying, oh, you draw, you draw that, that many. That's yeah, so I mean, of course, with this card would be. Rip- ridiculous insane yeah <laughs> I, I think it's it needs something or your deck needs to be wanting something else like if you're playing an enchanter enchantment deck or enchantress mm. deck or more yeah i agree rolling. i agree you but it's 
I'm looking at this card and it's thinking... It's right there, right? There's, yeah, there's a lot of different ways to get Synergy to work with this. Thing. And you don't need to hit four too many times before you are way ahead. Like, if you roll yeah. four and then a three four, right away, one. you're just like, okay, I'm going to dump these four cards, or dump three cards, draw the best card. The next turn you roll, you get a little bit lucky, and this card is like, okay, this card won me the game because I just dug, like, seven cards deep in two turns. This is crazy. Yep. And one other great thing about all these enchantments too, especially one like this, is it's it's so nondescript. Like no one's destroying this. Yeah, thing. yeah. It, no it, one's isn't destroying that, this. Isn't thing. that kind of like a bonus? Like it's not it so good. It's <laughs> not like, so oh. ridiculous. Yeah, if you just play this card, everyone's gonna go. That's neat, and they're not gonna know what it, they. After that, they're gonna tune it out. It's not even gonna exist to them anymore. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, over the course of the game, you scribe fifteen, draw three. Yeah. for four mana it's like holy crap yeah there, there so is I love this card. there's definite benefit to playing like underrated cards at your table because it's just like okay i'm not seen as the threat especially the harder to remove permanents yeah that i think it goes especially for enchantments and maybe even artifacts to slightly lesser extent the next one is ride the avalanche a green and a blue for an instant the next spell you cast can be cast as though it had flash. So we've seen this effect before in green and blue a lot. Right. And when you cast your next spell this turn, put X plus one plus one counters on up to one target creature, where X is the mana value of that spell. So you'll give something flash, and you'll put plus one plus one counters on a creature equal to that spell. If it is a creature, you can put those counters on that creature that you cast. Yeah, I um, when you cast that spell... It's a Can confusing you? one. Yeah. When you cast that spell, put one up to one target per Isn't it on cast trigger? This is like a delayed trigger. When you cast your next spell this turn. You could be right. Yeah. Whenever you cast your spell. Yeah, I wonder if you're on But We like, have to look into the rules text of that, because yeah, they, they do confusing things. So they'll be like, oh no, you can. But I like <laughs> Especially that, for the commander card. I like that this doesn't say what it could have said, which is like, if it's a creature, put X one one counter right. On it they allow you to change the targets or assume you're right. Then it has to be on a different creature. So yeah, um, I kind this effect is not very strong, but like it's cool. I mean, like you can like do some. It kind does of suck that stuff. it costs two mana. Yeah, because that's like it sucks, and it's too specific mana. So it's it's tough. Yeah, like. I'm not going to bemoan Simic not getting stronger cards, but I also wish it had like, oh, or can't be countered or something. I don't know. I don't but think it needs that. I probably. think it's fine the way it is, but it's hard to use, which is probably a good thing. Yeah. And um, it's good in like a plus one plus one counter deck because a lot of those are sorceries. So you can like play this, play another thing that's like, oh, at the beginning of your upkeep, put two counter. I don't know what pick a random card that gives plus one plus one counters on upkeep and it's like all right well right. Now i already have some it's definitely best used with creatures probably because creatures almost never have flash and flash creatures are very powerful yeah especially in the commander format so this I'd can like be just be a bluff imagine like in combat it can. that's that's why like, that's what i'm saying like flash creatures are creatures, busted yeah. and this gives any creature flash which could be really good Mm-hmm. It's just hard to use. I, I wouldn't be trying I think, to use this. You know, much. I think we might be underestimating. Hannah, I think we are. Commander I think this card is going to be good. Oh, yeah. there you go. That because alone. like it doesn't say from your hand. Like nope. getting your commander flash is really good. 
It's it's a very interesting card. I'd love to play around with it, but I have no idea when I'd ever throw this in. Like, it's not a card I would think about trying to brew around. Because you almost can't. You can't be like, this is the card I'm going to brew around, and we're going to go from there. Nah, it's pretty unique in what it does. Yeah. You just You'll, gotta ride the avalanche, man. This this is the perfect card that is like someone's gonna someone's gonna buy this deck and and like be this is their first deck or something, and this is gonna be like their favorite card in the deck, and then they're never gonna play it again after they <laughs> learn like how strong yeah. other cards are. Yeah, that that's fair. That's fair. It could do one busted thing one mm-hmm. time for them and never do anything useful ever again. Yeah. It's kind of that variance. Yeah, and I have those cards. I have those yeah. cards that are not good, but I will like go to bat for them because I'm like, oh, this is awesome. This next one is my Dark Horse. I'm of course bringing back I'm of course bringing back this segment because I think I nailed it on the last one. So this is my Dark Horse for this deck. It is yet again an equipment in a color. Oh my gosh. Uh, this is one and a white uh, for an equipment that equipped creature gets plus zero plus three with equip one. That's it. And it's... You should play it. Uh, <laughs> it's busted. Plus three or plus O plus three. Plus O plus, plus three, three, guys. You didn't know it. But that... that You can block for days. Oh my okay. gosh. Okay. In all seriousness, though, it gives Astral Projection one and a white Equip creature phases out. We talked about last week how absurd phasing is in Commander because it it is the one keyword that appears to blank everything. Yeah, it's it's this. I think this is going to be the new like or phasing, not necessarily this card, um, is like the new like get your creature out of harm's way mechanic it's, like it used to be indestructible crazy people got wise and now it's a phasing where you're just like all right i'm gonna block phase out someone tries to kill it it's only two mana right, i'll pay another two mana in response phase it right. out again you keep up four mana and there's no way anyone's solving any of this because yeah. like they'd have to have three instant speed things and you can't just target this equipment which is so busted because when an equipped creature phases out the equipment goes with it yeah. So you can't solve either end of this thing. It's just that that creature don't even bother. <laughs> now, yeah. luckily, when it phases out, it doesn't exist anymore. So its commander until his next turn will cease to exist. That's a big deal. Right. But I think it's just the best. You know, you are not killing my commander card I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there, like, how many times is someone like, "Oh man, we need to board wipe," and someone boards wipes, and you go like, "Okay," or Give it indestructible. Give it indestructible, and then someone goes like, "Oh, you spent your card saying ha, it's indestructible now." And someone's like, "All right, I'll bounce it." Yeah, cyclonic rift, and then it's like, oh, "Okay, well, <laughs> I can't do anything about that." You're just like, like ah, it now out, I... it just comes back for free. Yeah, now with haste, you... with haste, because it never left the battlefield. It never anymore. left. Yeah, it's still there. Uh, yeah, I, I, be- I, I, we mentioned this before. I think we're entering a new phase where. <laughs> of commanders where phasing takes over as just the de facto i think they're going to print it more and more into commander specific products they're going to leave it kind of out of standard i I think entirely maybe they'll bring it into standard a little bit too which means if look at the fairies protection because if if they're going to uh bring phasing back guarantee you there's going to be like a phasing commander yeah yeah. Or something so. Yeah, you're right. Actually, there probably will be a phasing commander. Actually, that, yeah, shot call right now, right? Phasing commander's gonna right. be a thing. Absolutely. So, it will if be. you have a Teferi's protection, hold on to it. 
Because <laughs> <laughs> it'll go up in price when that gets printed. Yep. And it's already really high, I'm sure. Uh, the next card is the Song of Inspiration. I believe this is, this definitely is actually, yeah, part of a, a cycle. We already went over one of them. Diviner's Portent is one of them. Because it's these cards that you'll, they'll have an effect, you'll roll d d20, and then it's, it's going to add some sort of number to your roll to help right. beef it up. And then 1 to 14 is like, you failed the check, 15 plus is you pass the check and it gives you an additional bonus. So the Song of Inspiration is you're going to choose two target permanent cards in your graveyard for three green green, so five mana for an instant. Roll the d20. Add the mana value of those cards, which means if they're returning some pretty big, beefy things, you're probably already at 15. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's like you need to roll like a four. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then you're getting one to 14. You're just getting those cards back to your hand. So like a double Balagad recovery, for example. For five mana instant speed. Not bad. 15 plus, you're getting the healing technique that I said was my Dark Horse last time. Because you're getting to return those to your hand and you'll gain life equal to the mana value. So I actually, now that I've paid healing technique so much, I know that this card is good. <laughs> and this might be very underrated. Yeah, I I think I might be one of those people who underrates it. Because I, yeah. I play... The card, it, like, I forget what mana cost. It might even be three green green. Instant speed, return two permanents to your hand from the graveyard. And there's just been too many times where the thing that you need is not a permanent. That I'm like, hmm, ah, I, I'd that rather is an just... interesting way to look at it. Yeah, I think you're putting it in a deck though, right where you built it. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think that's a, way. that's the point. Is because that is true. The one I was mentioning, healing technique returns any card. Right. Yeah. Which exactly. Is way more flexible. So I agree with you there. When you say that, I didn't actually recognize that immediately in my head. I think for the most part, you try and tend towards permanence. You tend Uh, towards permanence, yeah. There's just like, 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 I really need this board wipe to to come in, or I need this this, this other thing. So I I don't think this is a replacement for like regrowth, but if you are playing like a super heavy permanent style deck or like, I don't know, like, yeah, something crazy like that. Or it's not, it's not too crazy. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> but, <laughs> but if you're playing, then this is super good. It's an instant speed draw two that can yeah, gain you never like underrate life. that. Uh, I was gonna say that the life gain on this because yeah. I again, if this thing is is sending you like 13 life your way, that can be and and you drew two cards of the most important cards in your graveyard. That could be nuts, right? I've, I've seen it happen. It works enough times. Next card is another equipment. Of course, <laughs> we're never done with equipment. <laughs> The Sword of Hours uh, is a two-mana colorless equipment. Whenever an equip two, whenever a quick creature attacks, you put a 1-1 counter on it. Kind of reminds me, there's a, I think it's Banshee's Blade, but that's what you have to deal combat damage. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, and then it gets plus one, plus one for each uh, counter on it, so it gets stronger and stronger. This one just puts a counter on your guy, so it has more synergy that, so far. Mm-hmm. And whenever a quick creature deals combat damage, you're going to roll a d12. If the result is greater than the damage dealt, or you just rolled a 12, double the number of plus one, plus one counters on that creature. Love that. (laughs) Love that. Yeah, I I think this is like, okay. I do too. I don't know. I'd be willing to try this out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, this is one of those things I feel like, yeah. As soon as you try it out, I feel like you'll be like, oh, I know exactly how good this card is. Because... That's fair. In my head, I, I I don't know. Like, 
how often are can you manipulate this doubling of counters on it in some way like right. i'm thinking like okay it's a two two right okay i attack it's a three three i deal damage to the player so now you have to roll a, a I mean, four you higher you have to roll a four higher which is it, good but it only doubles it which it's is only one counter <laughs> with another counter so that's a four four you attack it's a five five with three counters on it it deals damage but yeah. like okay then let's say you don't get you don't get above five like you roll another four Okay, then you roll again, and the then... The only thing I'm looking at this card is I think you're gonna play it if you care that that attack trigger, and that's it. I, yeah, I think that's exactly it. Ignore I think you can't the rest of the text. Yeah. Uh, I think if... which It's just awesome text, though, that it's there. It could it could be crazy. Cool. But just ignore it. Also, eh, yeah, I was gonna say it has rolling synergies, too, but I wouldn't even count on it at all, because, again, it has to deal... It does just have to do combat... Damage. Yeah, just it damage. just has to do combat damage again. I like that they're making that change. Yeah, instead like of the that. combat damage to the players, because that it doesn't it feel so bad when you like need to connect, so you end up just attacking that player that has no blockers. It's like, yeah, they're the weakest, but I need the yeah. trigger. And talk, I need talk the about damage talk trigger. about redesigning for commander. Like th- I love, this is right. absolutely, like, absolutely. Like, thank God they're doing it because this is like, like I can attack that guy and it doesn't matter, and he doesn't he can block with his wall. I don't care. You can block with your wall. Sure. I, I will. Let's make the trade. You block with your wall. I'm just going to see. I just need to roll my dice. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I like it. I like it for that. Yeah. I think you're absolutely Love right. That. You you will play this because you care about the when it attacks, you get a counter. Right. And possibly dice and then, rolling. Yeah. Maybe it'll spike. Yeah. Possibly. But it's just okay. All right. The next card is another one of a cycle that will have the Valiant Endeavor. Four white, white for a sorcery. What's going to happen with this cycle is you're going to roll two dice of the same type of dice. You're going to get two different results. You're going to choose one of them. That number is going to have one effect. The other number you rolled is going to then have the other effect. So the Valiant Endeavor is a four white, white sorcery. Roll two D6s. Destroy each creature with power greater than or equal to that result. Then create a number of two, two white Night creatures with vigilance equal to the other result. This card's so bad. <laughs> you think it's bad? I think it's okay. I think it's so I because like Alright, you you roll a two to three. Okay. I would destroy everything that's power two or greater, which is probably everything. And then I get three three two twos with vigilance? Doesn't sound so bad. Board wipes are For good. Six? Board wipes are just good. For six? Sure. It's a board wipe. There's a merciless eviction is a very well played board wipe if you're just looking to kill the creatures. But that like that like exiles you can exile all artifact or all enchantments, all planeswalkers and stuff. I'd say this card's all right. I, I don't think it's even that bad. I don't. I don't know. What like what if you roll like a five and a six? Yeah, then you're probably. I mean, you're still destroying everything big, and you're still getting six two twos. <laughs> that seems okay to me. That's yeah, all right. I, if you have if you have an anointed procession in play and you get twelve two two, so I, I think mean, I think the biggest comparison is like what's that one where it's like X white white and if X is five or more destroy all creatures and create five one one yeah Marshall coup Marshall coup like wouldn't you just rather play that instead of one more mana but I you don't know guaranteed destroy all creatures like a lot of utility creatures their 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 power is only like one or two is that an instant if it is I'd play that if not I'd be curious so. and play I don't think so I think it's a source yeah I mean try it out this is, this is one of those things that maybe maybe I'm just totally like 
Right. I want to see this thing. I mean, this has an even higher upside, right? It costs one less, and then it can still do the thing where it literally destroys everything and you get six two two. Yeah. I, in I'm keep thinking that there is like gonna be some low power creatures that you want destroyed, and then they just don't end up having that that is that is definitely the weakness, right? Is that it does not destroy everything. <laughs> right. But that if you're could wanting be a... a board wipe, it isn't quite, but it destroys everything big, and sometimes right. that's all you need. And sometimes like you could build around that and, and try to make that a benefit too. Right. Like you make could sure just play... like my commander's gonna live, and so is most other people's, but it destroys all their big dragons that they had, and then right. I get, and since I get you knights get to... out of it. I'm imagining what is a Pat's uh something who smiles at death. Alesha. Unless she smells a deck, which is built around low power. So yeah, like, might might be fine with this. Just trying it out yeah. as a, as their board wipe to help out. I, yeah, yeah I, th- I think you probably want synergy, right? You want I think it's synerg- actively good then. I think it's yeah. like if you have are building around low power creatures, then you can guarantee that so again, this is the one sided perfect commander card. Then right, it's it's got roll synergy, low power creature synergy, token synergy. Yeah, and and it, you'll it'll show up as the board wipe that they'll try out in those decks, and we'll see where it goes. It's I'm, I'm I don't think anything printed except for maybe Ebony Fly is a staple by any means. I agree. So I'm liking that though. That's that's where I want them to sit. <laughs> what are you talking about? Phase Steed? <laughs> uh, the Winged Boots is the next one. We this took a break from equipment. Oh we my god. Yeah, go to, to go to equipment. Uh, this is a blue equipment though. This is one in a blue. And a quick creature has flying. And Ward 4. Almost hexproof. Equip 4 one. is Equip not one. nothing. Uh, yeah, so this is just up there for like, does this just automatically become better than Swiftfoot Boots? That is an interesting question because sometimes Swiftfoot Boots I love because the of the hexproof. Sometimes it's haste. Um, I think if hexproof is important, then yeah, this is like... Over Ward 4? I mean... Ward 4 is pretty good. That's Ward 4 is pretty good, yeah. I think you're comparing... You have to compare flying haste, which no, yeah, haste I, might be better. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it totally depends. Like, you're, it'll totally depend on your commander. Like, sometimes, yep. like, if your commander already has haste, then this is way better. Just And it's only in blue, so I'm not worried about it. I think it's a cool card. It's cool. But I'm actually like, curious to play this card, too. I have that, that blue deck that needs blue permanence, and I would play this over that because it has right. blue card synergy. Yeah. Or you like cast if, this as a blue card. If anyone's playing, yeah, like uh, you want those blue pips. In, blue in pips, baby. It's blue devotion. Even though there's not many blue devotion cards. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think like Ward Four too. Like it doesn't. It sounds bad because you're just like, oh, well, they can still target it. But like sometimes lot. getting That's your creature killed <laughs> is better than whatever they were gonna play <laughs> and taxing them for four. <laughs> yeah, it's like okay, I want to kill it with my. Three mana vindicate. Like now, it costs seven. Costs like seven. No one is going to. You you won. You won that exchange. Sir. Yeah, and you only have to re-equip for one mana. You yeah. won the exchange. Exactly. It, yeah. <laughs> That's it for the uh, Ori of Courage. How do you feel about their new cards overall? Man, I I, I don't think any of them are except for Ebony Fly, which is like kind of I think a lot of the decks. I don't think many or any of them are widely applicable. Robo Stars, with Wing Boots, definitely. Um, Might be Nethery's Puzzle Ward for me is like the standout. <laughs> right, yeah. I, th- I think some of these cards are probably like up there with the strongest. Like Mantle of Ancients, like if you just 
if I were to say which That's single true. card wins the game a lot, then I would be mantle. like, ah, this one. <laughs> like every yeah, time it's mantle, played. Yeah, mantle, for sure. Like this, someone's going to die as soon as mantle resolves. I think overall, though, compared to the other decks, this might have the worst of all the new cards. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll have to, I'll, we'll, we'll, we'll discuss we'll that at discuss the end. At the end. All right. The next deck we'll talk about is the Dungeons of Death. So this is the one I know that we ended with this one actually. So we're doing the second now. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one you were pretty disappointed. We're in faking you the out, Dungeon Deck <laughs> listener. You gotta be on your toes when you're yeah. listening to Dragon Party. You don't know which deck Hell we're going yeah. for. All right. We're everywhere and anywhere at once. Yeah. <laughs> You'll and never expect us as long as you s- don't expect alphabetical order. <laughs> uh, I think all the cards are in alphabetical order that I have. Yes, I believe so. So th- oh, this dragon draconic rage and dungeon of death were flapped. Okay, but uh, but the cards that we're mentioning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what I say. Okay, yeah, yeah. So this is the in alphabetical the arcane endeavor. So this is another endeavor part of the cycle. The blue endeavor. Five blue blue for a sorcery. Better be good. Roll two d eight. I'm in. Choose one, one <laughs> result. Draw cards to one result. Then you may cast an instant or a sorcery spell with mana value less than or equal to the other result without paying its manifest. I'm out. See, it's kind of funny because I think this is like way better than the white one. I don't. I think this is way worse than the white one. Way more variance and way more likely to fail, and you paid more mana for it. I'm yeah, so I, out on this. I card. do see why because you roll a one and a two. It's like okay, you draw two cards, and that's it for your seven mana sorcery. I think the one thing to me that makes the white one better too is the worst case scenario for the white one. What would what would you tell me is the worst case scenario for the white? One? I would say probably like. Six six for the white one. You just got six two two vigilant knights and destroyed really giant creatures that you probably weren't playing. Yeah, I, it's and, okay. <laughs> and that I think that is exact. I think that is okay. Seems okay. I mean, but you made six. To- if you were in any kind of token st- synergy, you probably did a lot more than that. And that was that was your worst case scenario. Meanwhile, in this deck, your but worst it- case scenario is literally one one. You drew one card. You played. Oh game. yeah, yeah. And, uh, For seven. I, definitely, man. the floor is way lower. I totally the, agree with that. The variance. I, is I nuts. think if you're, if you're, and I don't token know. deck, then the worst case scenario is a one one because then you just destroy all your creatures and then you make one and you make one. <laughs> That's fair. But um, but that I one hurts, that, but it also wipes the board. So I'm, I think I'm still okay with it. Right, yeah, and I think that's... I probably played it because I was ready to wipe the board. So again, I think that's a way better result. Now, meanwhile, I don't even feel. And this might sound crazy to everyone, but seven mana, draw eight. So the best case scenario is an eight, eight, right? Obviously. Drawing eight and being able to play anything out of your hand for eight, that was eight mana or less. I don't even think that that's that good. That's good. Yes. But for seven mana, we can do better in Commander. We can. I... I def yeah there are well I mean yeah there are way better cards for seven you mana. You can do better, and for seven mana, you can do better, and that's what's the chance to get the two eights? It's not great. I think drawing four then plant like there is um like the expertises like are way better Rish, Rish cards expertise Rish is kind card. of the oh my the, god plus six mana and probably draws you an equal amount or more and plays anything but always four for or five. less. Um, five, five, it five or less. Six. Yeah, but that's honestly, you're probably getting the same rate. Like, 
with the drawing cards, like they, except that you can play any spell. This you can only play instance or sorcery. Right. I, I, honestly, I'm off this card. You're off <laughs> I think this card. It's yeah, like I, I, <laughs> I think it's I, horrible. I think this is like this is fine. Like if you want to do, you'll need something else. Like you need when to. When we build look at all this. the endeavors, this is my the worst one to me by yeah. by a large margin. And and then I I'm still willing to say that's true. <laughs> that's fair which I'm not, not super high on it <laughs> maybe we can compare them at the end but yeah yeah uh the next card is just miserable bucknard's ever full purse it's so bad two mana for an artifact that costs one to tap roll a d4 you make another number of treasure tokens equal to the result and then it passes to your right and the, this uh, is another player gets it. immediately going in my Grothama deck good uh it Deserves to go nowhere else. So it it just <laughs> like Rathama it deck is helps everybody else. It's out a group and, hug. It's a group hug card, but it's it's not even a good one. Like it's, it's not even like, a good one. Not, it's not even a good one. It's like doesn't even help those players that much. Which is so sad. It's just not a good card. It's just cut it immediately. It's yeah, horrible. because it's just like deserves you pay no one, you roll a one, and you're like ah, nope. nice. Yeah, horrible. horrible. <laughs> then the next yeah. player rolls a four. You're just like okay. I guess it's I just helped them out. So bad. It's so I, bad. I just did nothing, and they just and it's not like one out. of those cards they printed, which are always bad. Where you know someone can gains control of it, but they can pass it straight back to you. No, it's going around the whole table before it gets back to you. Yeah, and you spent two mana to play. Yeah, I'm off it. <laughs> this uh, is. Yeah, I totally agree. They had clay golem, which we've mentioned. So we'll move on to the next. Is component pouch three mana artifact. This is an interesting take. I don't think it's very good. This is tap. Remove a component counter from the pouch. Add two mana of different colors. So it's kind of like a slow signet because then it has tap. Rem- roll a d20. So maybe if you have roll synergies, it's an artifact that can just tap to roll. God, you're gonna you're really going to want that, I guess. Yeah. And then it's if you rolled 1 to 9, you put that component pou- uh, counter on it. And if you rolled 10 to 12, 20, sorry, you get to put two counters on it. So it can tap for two mana, two turns in a row without needing... Maybe it goes in a proliferate deck because it can keep the counters on it without you having to spend mana to do it. But even so, there's spend, better ways. Yeah, spending... Like, there are... I'm just thinking back. Like, there are a lot of times that three mana mana rocks don't do much the turn they come in. But, so like... You can keep, sit there and let them roll, you mean? It's like, I don't need mana right I, now, so I, I might as well I don't need roll. that mana right now. Yeah, yeah. Or, but, um, that's kind of cool, right? And then when you need it, it does tap for two. Does tap for two of so different colors. Cool. But yeah, I think you're you've hit it where like you'll want those like proliferate decks because then you only need to do it proliferate. once. But like, and it's an artifact that fixes your mana always. Fixes and, two colors, which is good. Yeah, I so I think here's what you need: you need a deck that has both rolling and proliferate synergies. Then maybe you can play this. Yeah, and I I know I just said um like oh you can say that about like there are better cards out there, whatever. But like the three mana mana rocks, there are tons of options. Yeah, there's way more applicable. I think yeah, there is yeah. yeah. And on every two mana rock is usually better than any three mana rock exactly always because you the four drops in commander are way more powerful than. Than three drops, so getting a four drop a turn earlier is way more impactful than get it than waiting till turn three and then getting a five drop. I think I would be willing to try this out in Atraxa, which is a four colored deck 
that might need the fixing that always proliferates at the end of every turn. I'd be willing to give that a shot. Yeah, I, I, I if I if I buy this deck, I might try it out in a trip my attracts deck. But see, this this is the thing I'm concerned with. Like I the attracts, I still need the counter on it. So like I need to tap at the but turn it can, comes into it play. It can go right in and, and tap to roll. Oh, you're saying if you used it to if I use it to cast attracts, I'll just roll ten to twenty. Oh yeah, there we go. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> right, you'll have two I'm sold. On yeah, <laughs> you have a chance, sir. <laughs> yeah. See, this is this is where I wish that if it's like I rolled a natural twenty, it put like ten counters on. Yeah, like, right. Just just make it so many that it's always going to tap for two. I hundred percent agree yeah. with you. Like, why wouldn't it? It's commander. They only printed this in the commander. What's who cares? And like, yeah, at it, that point, it's just a mana rock. <laughs> yeah, in this game, Solry exists. That's one mana test for two. <laughs> like, well, that, that card should straight up be banned. But that's a conversation yeah. for another time. <laughs> we should have a banned episode, maybe. Uh, the next we card tried, is... but they banned it. Yeah, <laughs> nice. <laughs> the next card has the dopest art ever. That is terrifying. Extract brain. X blue. Yeah, do you see that art? That is terrifying. This is straight out of like the old Demir art. (laughs) Where they were just like, we want to give people nightmares. This is a horror for sure. X blue and a black. So a Demir card makes sense. Sorcery. Target opponent chooses X cards from their hand. Look at those cards. You may cast a spell from among them without paying its mana cost. I love this card. This card is brutal. I love this card. It's like, okay, they have three cards left in their hand. Okay, I pay five mana to snag. What's the reason why they have three cards left in hand? Well, they have a ten drop they have a play that's going to win them the game. Boom, (laughs) and you steal it from their hand. I play that. This card's amazing. Oh my gosh, yeah. Definitely the best card we've seen so far of all the previews. This card's not bonkers. This is just always good. Yeah, and... (laughs) So well, we'll say maybe that, not always good if they somehow manage to not like if you somehow manage to not have an opponent that's gonna have something. Yeah, is the it, only way. It, it, like you need to play this for like their entire hand, like that because also I it would. says it says cast not play. So they if you play this for like two One, and they have seven yeah. cards in hand, then they can two just show lands. you two lands and they the cards remain in their hand, so they don't rip them from their from the lands from their hand oh, or no? anything. No, you um, may cast a spell from among them. You're you're casting it. Right, right. I was it. I was saying if they're lands or something, they don't like. Oh, okay, lands, okay, okay. Yeah. I was like, no, no, no you. Yeah, that, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. If you cast the spell, head. yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, the the power of this is when you just X's their entire hand and yeah, go to town. And the flavor, super awesome. Good. Flavor town. The flavor text is <laughs> the flavor. I'm in I'm in straight flavor town right now. Right. No thought is as succulent as a secret. <laughs> that's wonderful i i might this is one of those cards i'll put in a random demir deck because of the art absolutely this is a fun card right yeah. this belongs in commander love it next card might be the best endeavor five black black of course it's the black one guys what are we kidding ourselves <laughs> this for some reason all of them have been sorceries for so far not this one this is an instant five black black for an instant also, it has the biggest dies so yeah. far. Talk World about better than the blue one. <laughs> yeah, holy crap. We're not talking sorcery anymore. None of that baby crap. We're talking instant now. Roll two D10s. Choose one result. Return a creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield with a number of plus one plus one counters on it equal to that result. 
Uh, it doesn't say a creature card with, like, mana value less than that results. It just says return the creature card. <laughs> and then you put a counters on it equal to results. What? It just seems like it ignored the rest of the template. It sounded like those both should have been the, the two options. Like, <laughs> like you said, like, oh, less than or equal to the result. And then put the and counters, then on, it. counters <laughs> on it. And then add counters on it? Right? No. <laughs> oh yeah. So this is the other part of it is then then each opponent each opponent loses each. X life and you gain X life where X is the other result. Each. So best case scenario, <laughs> you can return a creature any creature, any creature from your graveyard to the battlefield with 10 plus 1 plus 1 counters on it and drain everyone for 10. Yeah, what? like and the worst is reanimate creature return any creature any creature with one counter and drain everybody for one and like at instant speed now that at isn't great but it's not the bad it's not or not the bad not the worst thing in not the world the, reanimation spells are bad. always strong in a game like commander uh there's instant. a lot of huge creatures going around at instant speed yeah it's one of like, the only reanimation effects of instant speed it is pretty not crazy coming there's, there's going to be a time when someone's like, crazy. okay, I'm going to reanimate my Ashen Rider from Graveyard. And you'll be like, actually, yep. I'm going to reanimate the Ashen Rider. You all lose five. Uh, because... You can't do it from someone else's graveyard. It's oh, from your, your graveyard. graveyard. Yes. Oh, okay, yes. that makes it uh, slightly worse. Correct. From your slightly graveyard. worse, right. yes. No, it's, it's, it's right. You just build your deck with a big guy, put him in graveyard, reanimate it, and drain everyone for a billion. The, the, the fun thing about it is that only one of your rolls needs to be good and, and just, like, tack that. If you, like, usually we don't care about counters on a creature. Now, if it's ten, well, okay, that's, that's a lot of counters. That a little bit, yeah. But you're probably only doing that if you did roll two tens, you know? Yeah. Like, for the most part, you're probably making the creatures coming back no matter what. Any creature. That it's, Isn't that so surprising? Like, given the power level of the other ones... Isn't that crazy how this is nuts. Like this isn't like the creatures CMC or I guess mana value in this case or power isn't tied to a die roll. Like every other thing was t- is tied to a die roll. Now I set this card as my dark horse. I, I just because I have to choose one and the I, rest I, of them I, I like your your robe uh pick. The robe of stars pick. The, the, yeah. The I think horse. that's that is a dark horse. Like I think no one's gonna play that and then the person who does is gonna be like wow. It, yeah because there's I gonna be <laughs> the blue player who has it equipped like okay I'll bounce your thing like okay I'm gonna phase it phase out. out and then they're gonna be like they're gonna have all these bounce spells in their hand be like well I can't and, do yeah, it. And now they do nothing. Like, oh, <laughs> now they do nothing. Yeah I chose this card just because I think people might might shy away from it uh on the account that they might not want to play a seven mana spell. Honestly is I, I think mm-hmm. This should see more play probably and might not because it's very expensive and I do understand that. But it's going to be very powerful when people play it. <laughs> yeah, and this could just finish people. Like someone's at ten, like eight, nine life. You just play this and hope to get a nine on one of your rolls. I honestly think life gain is still very underrated in Commander because obviously there are life gain decks and in that case sure it's not underrated everything synergizes with life gain yes you're gaining a billion life we all get it <laughs> but for the decks that aren't normally gaining life to all of a sudden shoot up by 10 life can make a humongous difference in a game oh yeah i i yeah i agree people are calculating based yeah. on your current life total at instant then, speed at instant, instant speed, speed it, it, it it will four or five life it will ruin like someone's day yeah <laughs> it will it will i guarantee it that life game part will ruin someone's day guarantee the next card the immovable rod which we didn't know about last time it did have venture uh 
Test yeah, I the the thing is is on MTG it or MT uh, the literally the Wizards website it's yeah. under other and it right and it didn't have up. a picture so, it didn't yeah. have a picture or anything so, so I didn't know. but here's what it is a one mana artifact but the one mana is white so it is a white artifact so one plane goldfish it doesn't uh, doesn't come up oh man you gotta find it somewhere. The Immovable Rod. You may choose not to untap the Immovable Rod during your untap step. Love the flavor that is, because it, it's immovable, right? So it's clicking it into place. Whenever Immovable Rod becomes untapped, venture into the dungeon. Uh, so there's where its venturing comes in. So right there actually seems kind of sweet, because okay, there are that. different ways to tap and untap artifacts slightly at will, right? So you can venture a bunch of times by utilizing that. You can like spam, mm-hmm. tap, and untap this to venture a bunch of times. So really cool in that sense. Uh, its ability is three and a white tap for Love as it. long as a movable <laughs> rod remains tapped. Another target permanent loses all abilities and can't attack or block. So it does blank someone's commander, which is pretty sweet. Yeah, and, and also if you just have a lot of... You have four mana lying around. You can just choose to untap during your untap step and then target the and same do it thing. again and get that venture. I I like it in a commander. I like it. This is so sweet. I, I, I don't know I if think it's, it's sweet. I don't know if it's good, but it's sweet. I don't know if it's good either. <laughs> I don't know if it's good either. I think once again, when you look at cards like this, we're talking. You better have a bunch of synergies lying around, right? You ha- you better have untapping synergies, maybe. Right. You better have uh, vent like du- maybe dungeon. Though it kind of ventures by itself. This it thing might of, be one of the most efficient venturers there is. Yeah, because it's also like, and you can target planeswalkers. You can target equipment you can target don't underrate that ability in command yeah. <laughs> like the fact that it loses all abilities is an enormous deal for any permanent mm-hmm. that can blank lands that can blank creatures planeswalkers enchantments it loses all abilities people so it, yeah it, don't underrate that it it takes out anything and it sits there all game long and I think this is sweet the thing about this kind of card is it's like i want to play my commander, but I have to get rid of this move rod first, because if I become super I scary, it. because it's also triggered it. abilities, it's not activated abilities like some of these cards are. Right. So, I, this is one of those cards, again, this will be like my pet card that I'm going to put it. in a bunch of decks. This is a great pet card. I love the immovable rod. Uh, the next card is the Midlight Pathlighter. Uh, two white and a blue for a human wizard 2-3. Creatures you control can't be blocked except by legendary creatures. There are those running around in Commander. <laughs> but <laughs> what? There's uh, a couple. <laughs> every deck will have them, guys. But in general, that's pretty useful. That that seems that's like menace. Let's let's call it menace. Yeah, <laughs> all yeah, creatures you control good. have menace, which is pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Whenever one or more creatures you control deal combat damage to a player, venture into the dungeon. So again, you that means up to three, right? Because we can hit three players right and uh, it's and helped along by the first ability so the yep comedy damage to a player after we wax poetically about them just doing combat damage um yeah. this one it makes sense because they like, didn't want it to be too much but they also gave the want, option yeah. to a lot i mean it, this is a sweet card i don't think it's very good i wish this was a legendary creature <laughs> because then it could be a slightly different there you thing go. another um, play on the just like oh, a bunch of dungeoning. white blue. Yeah, they gave that's... you that other the the one that because in the same colors, right? That that triggers twice. Yeah, 
it'll trigger every room twice, uh, mm -hmm. but, Which... but then it doesn't provide you any way to venture, so you have to play mm -hmm. literal every, every white every blue single... card that yeah. ventures just to get you there. Doesn't feel great. Next card is the Phantom Steed. Three and a blue for a 4-3 Horse Illusion. This is what we've talked about with <laughs> I that. I love that creature type. Steed. Yeah, <laughs> Horse Illusion. Horse Illusion. I love it. I wish this one had uh, flavor text too, that like because the last one had like the legends will ride or something. Mm -hmm. I wish this one had like a play on that. <laughs> yeah. And like uh, technically the this, I guess this is I get I a fan. It's called Phantom Steed, so this might be a different thing. But yeah, this one should have like, said legends speed. will. This one will say legends will glide. Will glide. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it can only run on ice. It has ice skates for <laughs> for hooves. Uh, this has got a cool effect though. So let's talk about this card. It's got flash. So four mana, right? Three and a blue for a flash horse illusion. When it enters the battlefield, exile another target creature you control until Phantom Steed leaves the battlefield. So it will come back after it dies. Whenever Phantom Steed attacks, create a tapped and attacking token that's a copy of that exiled creature, except it's an illusion in addition to its types, and it will be sacrificed at the end of combat. I love this card in the situation that you, like, save your creature from being targeted. Yeah, like, oh, the, so let's say it has, yeah, because it has, like, an attack trigger. So someone goes like, oh, before combat, I'm going to kill your creature. And you go, Phantom Steed. I mean, then Phantom it needs this thing to have haste. So that doesn't really matter. So like maybe at the end of your turn or at the end of their. I like, just whenever you target it to kill it, right? It's just yeah. it's kind of a blowout to be like, not only do you not kill it, I now play this thing that whenever I attack with this, it makes that. And when you do end up killing this thing, I get that back. <laughs> yeah, and I love the, the flavor of you're basically forcing your best creature on a horse. On a like, horse? You're going to ride this horse now. <laughs> the horse will count horse. <laughs> you stay. Stay on the horse. Uh, this card's I, great. I think this card's super cool. I love um, this card. Interesting. I think I, I looked up this card when it was spoiled, and I believe... Um, that if you have any token doubling effects, though the doubled additional tokens also leave at the end of okay. If they, yeah, when it attacks, it summons an attacked and attacking token, it'll make two of them, it'll make two of them, but I think they both go because it it will say, yeah, cause, like, cause they both the, have yeah. that, they're both referred to as that. So, I'm not a hundred percent because the rules get a little fuzzy, yeah, and, and it's weird because the, the text on the type doesn't say like it has that text it just yeah. says it just says to sacrifice that token yeah so which is why i'm not super confident about that <laughs> yeah because... that is a little odd mm -hmm. rules text is hard <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the next card definitely seems like it was designed for this deck specifically it's really cool though the radiant solar yeah. five and a white for a three six angel with flying and lifelink whenever it so, so radiant solar or another non-token creature enters the battlefield venture so it gives all your creatures venture when they enter which is sweet that's really good that's the best way to do it that's the best way to yeah, finally i mean man they're really really stingy with this even yeah. in the commander product which feels wrong they should let people venture more in the commander I'm, product i am glad that it was non-token creature because i could see that just being like super annoying which is like yeah you make five tokens and five times yeah. it's like like because if you could make seven tokens a turn which is like you're probably i mean usually like making zero ones or one ones you're just like oh that like in commander that doesn't necessarily mean you're winning the game but like doing the the dungeon of the bad mage 
to draw three and and play one of those cards for free, like that will win you the game eventually. Right. And I know this is going to be played with things like White Man Lion, you know, the ones that keep coming into their hands and bouncing back. It's I do that in Karametra all the time because it enters and oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. land. And I love that card. I mean it works great. It'll be great with Radiant Solar too. Instead of landfall trigger, you'll get this uh yeah, just, venture trigger every time you cast it. it gets and, it gets nuts. And those cards like uh, yeah, White Man Lion turns into another copy of Acerac or whatever his name is. Yeah, basically. Uh, and then it also has an additional text of pay one white and discard Radiant Solar. So this would be from your hand. You get to venture into the dungeon and gain three. Uh, so this works again with the Sephiroth commander that needs a creature card to land in the graveyard. Right. So it's really sweet that this does it on anyone's turn for one mana and will venture you an additional time yeah. and gain three. So it was clearly designed for this deck, but it's also just really sweet. It's cool. Yeah, three six lifelink flying is nothing to sneeze at. No, either. that's also another sniff at. I mean, could you play this in a deck without that's not looking to just straight venture? I think so. I think if you're playing like a blink style deck, this is like a fantastic engine to essentially like just gain extra a blink value. Style deck could could like this. Yeah, I mean, it's got right. It adds an enter the battlefield ability on for all your creatures. For every other creature. How could yeah. that be that bad? Yeah, I yep. agree. So maybe we'll see this more often. It's pretty sweet. The next one from that roll a d20 cycle, Revivify. Two and a white for an instant. Roll a d20. Add the number of creature cards in your graveyard that were put there from the battlefield this turn to the number. And it says creature cards again. So Mm -hmm. this, again, does not count all the tokens that have died. It doesn't say creatures. It says creature cards. It's only for your graveyard. Now, it's 1 to 14 is that you'll return all of them from the graveyard. To your hand if you rolled the 15 plus you get to put them on the battlefield so this seems like a very high variance card we're like that first effect one to 14 seems bad the 15 plus seems good yes <laughs> yeah i that saves you just so much mana isn't this effect already exists just for three or uh like faith's reward it costs four yeah or even better for five thrilling encore Oh yeah, can put you can everything on your battlefield. Yeah, for five mana, and you get everything. Yeah, th- this card shines when the other player is doing the work, but um, right, it's it's I, in my like this is definitely like powerful, but in my opinion, it's really hard to control. Like you, it's really hard to use. I mean, someone's just going to exile your creatures, and you're going to be staring at this. Card yeah, I think hand. overall, I just I really don't like this card because you do have to. Only use it on the turns when creatures have died. Yeah. Besides that, it does not matter because it will only return the creature cards and they have to be from the battlefield. It's not like you can ditch a bunch of cards and then get to return right. them that way. Yeah. It has to be from the battlefield. So there's a lot of things I don't like about this card. I don't think it's very good. Same. The next card is the Rod of Absorption. Another artifact, two and a blue. Whenever a player casts an instant or a sorcery spell, exile it instead of putting it into graveyard. So it's going to exile all instants and sorceries that anyone casts. Which I like is, that so far. That's yeah, that's actually half decent. Uh, that, even that that's like an effect that no one realizes is good until yeah. it messes with people. And, and then you like, look at a card, you're you like, kidding oh, me, man. <laughs> yeah, that's so good. And then you can pay X and tap it, sacrifice the rod of absorption, cast any number of spells from among cards exiled with it, with their total mana cost being that X or less. So you, you're mm-hmm. you're gonna absorb some spells and then 
pay a bunch of mana, and you can cast all the ones that you've absorbed. So Pretty cool when card. your opponent uh, plays whatever the blue uh, card that, that you didn't like. And Arcane you, Endeavor? Arcane Endeavor. You could play it two and then roll two ones yourself. It's yeah, guess what? Card. I'm not paying seven mana into this rod of absorption for that. Go, yeah, yeah, sure, it's exiled from you. I, that that means him. nothing. I don't. I don't even want to know that I exiled it. <laughs> I'll ignore the fact that I exiled it. Right, I like yeah. this card though. I think it's really fun. I think it's. I. I think what you said earlier is is very accurate. Where like all of a that sudden, first part. everyone's cards are being exiled. Just like. Hmm, I really wanted to get my board wipe back, but now I yeah, don't have I, it anymore. And I can just pay four mana to cast a board wipe. Yeah. <laughs> this might just be a really sneaky good card. I love that it also like absorbs the kill spells that people cast, and you you always just have that now in your back pocket. Yeah. Like I now always have a kill spell on the battlefield in this rod, rod of absorption. Yeah. Someone it also has uh, synergies being an artifact that can return. Yeah. It it's yeah it's it's artifact that you can return again yeah and then I believe it still knows too. it knows what cards it exiled right yeah because it just it just states from among cards exiled with rod of absorption so if you mm. end up returning it to the battlefield it knows that rod of rod of absorption exiled that card oh okay because I know like when a card is blinked it's like technically a new card but correct it could work I think yeah. because it states. From among cards exiled with Rod of Absorption. So it knows that Rod of Absorption... That is a little awkward, because I believe that means if someone else has a Rod of Absorption, they can cast whatever was exiled. That's why, because which effect, like, which... uh, Yeah, I, I... Yeah, we'll we'll have to look up that because it's like which rod of absorption is exiling. Does that matter? I don't think it matters. I don't think it matters. I think it's saying like it's going to get exiled. Whichever trigger resolves first, it doesn't matter. And then you can pay the X and tap, sacrifice it, and cast the spells. All right. I believe that's how it works. I don't know. Listen, I'm no judge, but I'm close too. (laughs) (laughs) I know a lot. Uh, The next card is Thorough Investigation, two and a white. Whenever you attack, investigate. I love this card. This card is so good. In an enchantment that says that. And then whenever you sacrifice a clue venture into the dungeon. This card's nuts, actually. Yeah. it's, it's It like, just states whenever you attack. That's any number of creatures, any number of whatever. It's just whenever you attack. with it, mm-hmm. You can attack with five creatures. You make five clue tokens. No, so this is. Oh, it's, it's the, just whenever you attack. It's the whenever you attack, attack yeah. Okay, fine. Not as good as I thought, then. But I think it's still pretty good, like, in a clue, like, any deck that generates any amount of clues. Like, you, you're you going to sacrifice those clues anyway, whether or not clues to draw are the cards. best token, Yeah, right? I, I can I, all agree. Uh, maybe treasures, because they get make, make mana. But clues, probably in Commander, are the best tokens. Yeah, it's draw, just card draw. Those are the times whenever you get flooded, or, like, the game goes long, is usually because cards run out instead of mana runs out. Right. So... Yeah, exactly. we usually have copious amounts of mana by the end of the game. We need the cards to fill up so that we can get there. Right. And this is just an automatic card engine and on a hard-to-kill enchantment. Exactly. And the second ability isn't tied to using clues for their own native abilities. Like, a lot of times, people will sacrifice clues to just as artifacts. Like, oh, sacrifice yeah. two artifacts to deal three damage, or do minus four, Play minus four. Play a glimmer band and sacrifice all your tokens. Exactly. <laughs> One of our favorite cards from the Modern Horizons 2 set. Yep. This is definitely a card picking up for my 
clue food and treasure deck. It fits in quite perfectly with mm-hmm. that deck. So very good. Wand of Orcus, a black equipment. Not many of black equipment. Yeah. So this is the first one. The Wand of Orcus is two and a black for a legendary a legendary equipment. That's different too. We haven't seen that yet. Uh, equipped for three. Whenever the equipped creature attacks or blocks, it and zombies you control gain death touch until end of turn. So definitely very zombie focused. Whenever equipped creature deals combat damage to a player, create that many two two black zombie tokens. So it's trying to make you not block because it's giving it death touch. Right. Uh, assuming though that it's probably a big creature because you're looking for the big hit that gives you that many two two black zombies. Right. I don't love the card. I think it's actually quite bad. Yeah. It doesn't give any power. Its equip cost is three. It's a big equip cost. It's just it's, giving death touch only on attack. Oh no, block. It can block. Yeah, like that's the that's the good thing where like So it does give death touch. So you could do like you swing in for your for three, someone goes like, I don't want to block with my creature. You make three zombie three zombies, and then you equip it to one of the zombies that you made, and now you have a death touch blocker. I do think the card is probably good if you connect. <laughs> like, yeah, like actually at that point it probably is good. I mean, you did pay six mana, but if you did make three or so zombies from the card, it probably is good. <laughs> yeah, and like you, and this is this is a very like snowbally kind of card. I imagine. Like you know, this is a card to look out for everyone because this might go up in price when the next set drops, which is Innistrad. We know there's going to be zombies. Zombies are going to be coming back. They're going to be a big thing. This card might like oddly go up in price because it's zombie synergy. Yeah, and also it says it and all zombies gain death touch. That, that's when, what I mean. It, it, being when the it fact that blocks. it gives all zombies. Yeah, like I think that and that making might be, zombies itself, it's gonna sneakily rise in price. Like in a zombie deck, all your creatures just have death touch on attacking and blocking, which is the only time you ever really care it's about be it. Good. Yeah, I think in a zombies deck, this is probably good. It's probably just good. Not in like an equipment deck. Nope. Uh, that was it for the Dungeons of Death. What do you give this? This I, Honestly, I feel like this deck, besides the ones we like, largely ignored, every card seemed nuts, right? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Th- this is like a very... I think this deck has the best of the new yeah, cards. This, yeah. I, I think so. These are the cards, like, if you're looking to... If you're new to Commander, a lot of these cards you're just going to want. So pick Eventually. up this Eventually, yeah, yeah, that's fair. All right, we're moving on to the dragon deck, Draconic Rage. Red-green deck. See what goodies it has in there. First of which is a legendary, or not a legendary, sorry, but a colored <laughs> artifact. We've had so many of these. that it's, like, it's just everything's a color artifact right. now. Don't know how this one's going to be. The Bag of Tricks. I love the art because it's just so awkward. It's, it's like weird, a little yeah. bag of stuffed animals. <laughs> these look One like in a green. Like the marshmallow. <laughs> Oh my, it's such an awkward card. From fuzzy to ferocious in an instant. I love the uh, good flavor text. Good, good on you. Now it costs four and a green to activate. Mm. That's a lot of mana. Tap and roll a D8. Reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal a creature card with mana value equal to the result. And this was from a D8. Put that card onto the battlefield, the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. This is a f- really fun card. Yeah, I love that you really can't like. I can't predict anything can't that's going to happen. Yeah, it's basically the unexpected results card, except kind of, yeah, it's very. It has, it's an artifact at least, but it does cost more. It costs four and a green. 
Yeah, this that's this, a lot of mana. I really think they made it that much mana because it might be too good. Yeah, I mean, obviously, right? If you rolled D eight and get your eight drop for five mana, Brian, you did well. Yeah, you did good. You done good. I yeah. like it. That's Don't fun. it's it. You can activate it. It's instant speed. Um, this is kind of the weird thing about like you're gonna have to. You might like choose to put more five drops instead of four drops in your deck because you just suddenly realize like I don't have any five drops in my deck, so I'm gonna put a cup. I'm gonna change a couple of these cards out just to because they're equal value. But now with bag of trips, I don't just whiff when I roll a five. Uh, one thing I want to mention because I mentioned in the beginning of the podcast that I was brewing Volo. This is a card that is a trap for Volo. Don't play this in Volo. I know we went for a huge variety of creatures. The key is, on Bag of Tricks, it says that it puts the card onto the battlefield. Volo specifies you need to cast the spell to get the copy. So any of these effects, and there are quite a bit of them, let me tell you. When you're going through all the cards that you know of that are really good in Commander, you're like, oh, this would be great. You get to cast things for free. Usually it somehow ends up not saying cast. They usually end up saying right. put onto the battlefield. Uh, and therefore it negates the cast trigger. So it ends up being bad. I love this card. I want to play it, but I'm never going to play it. But I want to. I, I would put this in a deck just to see what kind of uh, yeah, fun yeah. I Yeah, yeah. You just got to put it in a deck knowing that it's bad. Or right? like, not, I, not well, necessarily bad, but like you just... You're just going to roll a one when you really needed your five drops. It's absolutely what's going to happen. I know. But I love it. It's it's a fun card. Next card is, I think, among... Yeah, okay. So it's it's another one of those cards on the roll of D20. Right. Uh, But this is a little different. This is two and a red for Berserker's Frenzy for an instant. You can cast this only before combat or during combat before blockers are declared. So very specific moments in time, but somehow different um roll two d20s and ignore the lower roll so it gives you advantage on the roll which is hilarious love that part one to 14 so instead of it won't add anything to your score it's just telling you to, mm-hmm. you know roll twice one to 14 you're gonna choose any number of creatures they have to block this turn if able 15 to 20 it's a Master Warcraft, which is probably just a better card. Just play that instead. You choose which creatures block this turn and how those creatures block. Yeah. It's, it's, these these cards are always like very cool. And because they're not played super often, I think it's easy to think that they're super powerful. Because like once they if they are played in a, in a good situation... Then they're just a blowout because you can cast this I mean, on. I made a constructed deck out of Master Warcraft, and I right. loved it. <laughs> yeah, it, because it is like a powerful effect. It's like, a really powerful it's, effect, I but especially say. in multiplayer because it doesn't say yeah. on your turn. So you no, just you go on anyone's turn. You, you can make go, them attacks. Hey, okay, well, I'm going to. You I'm, can only make people block, which is hilarious because it actually. I don't think it's very good on other people's turns. Well, you could like what you could say like. Or, I mean, one person can attack, and you see how many creatures they're attacking with, and then you cast this card and say, okay, they, these fair. creatures have to block now. Right, so you have to pay attention to that stanza, though, that says, during combat, before blockers declare. So, yeah. once they make their attacks, that you see now that they're not attacking you in this instance. Yeah. And the opposing player does have really bad blocks. You can be like, well, I'm going to make them do those I'm going to make him, you know, that creature with vigilance that can, I don't know, do this crazy ability... He's gonna block. <laughs> like you have to, you have to make sure that they have like bad blocks, like you said. 
but it's also a very tricky card to play. Say you roll the one to fourteen, something you're going to want to think about. I think this card is a very skill heavy card. Right. If there is a creature you want to destroy, you don't just willy nilly choose all their creatures. Right. You have to. It's better to specify the creature you want dead. It says the creatures you choose have to block. The other creatures are left to do whatever they want. So you want to make it so that the creatures... Well, I guess it doesn't really matter. Yeah. You just Because cho- the attackers choose the damage, so it's up to them. Yeah, it's it's not super, like, great. Like, you it, don't put it in everything. It's not good. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I love this card. It's fun. But we'll see what it can actually do, mm-hmm. maybe. I don't know. The next card is the Chaos Dragon. One red red, four four dragon, flying haste. Oh my god. Oh my god. Attacks <laughs> each combat if able, so it can That's attack what you're gonna right do away. anyway. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. For three mana, four four? Jesus. At the beginning of combat on your turn, everyone's gonna roll a d20. If one or more opponents had the highest roll, Chaos Dragon can't attack those players or planeswalkers they control this combat. So if everyone rolls a higher roll than you, it will. It can't attack. So then it won't. Uh, if one or more opponents had the highest result, can't attack those players. So like, so you they all have to all D20. tie. <laughs> well, yeah. So basically, it's like if there's four of us, I have the Chaos Dragon. Brett, you roll a twenty. That means I can't attack you. I can attack right, the other all, two If they all had twenty, if yeah, they all they tie all for would. the highest result, <laughs> there is a, there is a very very low chance that they all tie for the highest result, which is hilarious. I want to see those pictures, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But that's awesome. Uh, so kind of cool. I think and, it, but then it, and then it has to attack. Okay, but it usually gets a choice of one of two people. Mm-hmm. Probably has a good attack. I, are you really playing this in Commander though? Commander is not a format where we care about this. I think. I think four four flying haste kind of gets there a little bit. I think sure. I get, like, uh, but you're still like pretty much with everything that isn't like generically powerful, like ramp or card draw. Like you, you wouldn't just play this in a random red deck. You play it in your dragon deck or something. Yeah, I, I, I guess this card just maybe if you have roll synergies or dragon dragons are strong, right? I mean, just dragon synergies does it mm-hmm. does it service? It's the one of the only three mana dragons, right? Not many dragons cost so yeah. little, and this does, and it's still a 4-4 beater, so go for it. Right. And, like, you you can play it on your second main phase if you need to block for one turn. You um, can. Yep, that's another high skill cap thing to do, everyone, is uh, any of these cards that say they need to attack each turn. We'll just play them after combat's happened. Right. Have to attack. Which is big in Commander because it goes for a full turn cycle, which is yeah. a lot bigger than... You could always give it vigilance too. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, move on to the next one is the Dragonborn Champion. Two red, green for a five-three dragon warrior. Love these new types. Trample. It's got trample. Whenever a source you control deals five or more damage to a player, draw a card. Boy, that's asking for a lot. Yeah. All right. It's okay. fine. Yeah. It's fine. It, there'll, there'll be sub decks that like you know the warstorm surge decks that are just like okay every time you every time you warstorm surge you're gonna draw a card this is the kind of card that's gonna die real fast though yeah no one wants to be swung at for five and when they see this thing that's coming true. they're gonna be like kill that can thing. confirm yeah yeah no one likes being swung at for five and if they if they let it through they draw a card no one's gonna want that to happen it's just mm-hmm. a card that's like that looks more. I mean, it is aggressive, but it looks more terrifying than it actually is, and therefore will die for it. It sins. 
which were being a 5-3, I guess, and, and coming at me. Why did you come at me, bro? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what what did I do to the Oh, reply. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Next card is very very good. The Druid of Purification, 3 and a green, 2-3 human druid. When he enters the battlefield, starting with you, each player may choose an art may may choose. You don't have to. May choose an artifact or enchantment you don't control. Destroy each of them chosen. What? Yeah. <laughs> Can destroy four artifacts and enchantments that aren't yours? This card's nuts. This Someone card's nuts. is going to be really mad. Now, um, they can all, like, God, they don't have to choose, but they could also each choose the same one. So same if you're. One, they, yeah, they can be nice um, in that way if they want. It does. But I love that because it's not. Usually in, the, in those cases, it's like it destroys, you know, the, it was that vote cycle, vote right? One, so yeah. it destroys the one that had the most votes. This it doesn't care. If it was voted for at all, it's gone. Yeah, this is like the, the, a very big equalizer. <laughs> and this is an playing. enter the battlefield trigger. I mean, this card just kind of nuts, isn't it? This thing's super good. Really strong. That's that's a commander staple right there is what that is. Yeah, yeah. This it's is a this, better reclamation sage. Yeah, the because uh, you're always destroying the one you wanted anyway. Right, you're always. always destroying at least one. I think this and the this, one you wanted. This could be a replacement for Bane of Progress a little bit because if if the one if one player has like three enchantments that like oh whenever you cast a spell copy it or whenever you cast a spell like draw four cards then you just like destroy all those ones yeah because everyone else will be on board too so i I think this is the staple out of this deck. I think this is the strongest one out of this deck because nothing else is very good. But this next one is my... <laughs> Indomitable Might. Three and a green for an enchantment aura with flash. Enchant creature gets plus three, plus three, and may assign its combat damage as though it weren't blocked. I can't tell you how many times I've died to that Super text trample, box. yeah. I can't tell you. It's it's yeah. It's ridiculous. Like oh, I can't. What what's that card that gives all your creatures that? And it's like it's uh, in the it's in the stupid. maelstrom deck. And I was yeah. like, every time I die to that card, I'm like, it's like oh, if you attack, it's got it. <laughs> I had everything, and now I have nothing. Like I couldn't block, and it I, feels so bad to be like, well, I can kill all your stuff, but then I'm still dead. I guess. Yeah. I, I love that it is Flash because it's like, okay, I attack with my scary 5-5 five, five dragon. Like, I, I block with my 1-1 one, one spear. You're like, okay, I'm going to or I'm gonna block to to kill your thing. I'm just like, okay, I'm going to flash this in. Not only do I, like, not Survive, die. Because it gives plus 3, plus 3. Yeah. Honestly, this thing is one of those cards that we mentioned before where it's a blowout. It can be a straight blowout. Not only do you not kill my thing, but it also deals every, all of its damage to your face that you can't couldn't do anything about anyway. And next turn... It's going to happen again <laughs> right. if you don't kill it. Yeah, th- these cards are really nuts. They're Talk really about nuts. like the um, the thing to get back. Like, who, who? Why do you need evasion with the uh, what was that um, mantle of the ancients when you could just put this on with mantle of the ancients after? Boy, does this synergize with that first deck, right? Man, yeah. that would have been nuts if this was in that first deck. Yeah, the mantle and even that that equipment that puts auras in. Mm-hmm. Imagine the first one strikes the creature, kills it, puts this on it. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it crushes the opponent. Jeez. All right. This this is nuts. Uh, the next one, they have a lot of these will cycles. This was in, I think, Commander Legends, right? The whole will cycle. Like when your commander's yeah. there, it does two things. And they, they brought it back with Cloth, Cloth's will. Uh, the art very much looks like 
uh, oh, Game, Game of, of Thrones. Thrones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's that scene. Thing, yeah. It's the scene in Game of Thrones where he's uh, destroying the Lannister army. Mm-hmm. X, red, red, green for an instant. Choose one. If you control your commander, you can choose both. Uh, breathe flame. Deals X damage to each creature without flying. And smash relics. Destroy up to X target artifacts and or enchantments. So, very commandery card. This is just a commander card. Yeah, classic yeah. gruel commander card. That classic just, gruel commander card. Once you have it, you'll just throw it at a bunch of gruel decks and you'll be happy with yep. it. And you'll be happy and it'll always be fine. It'll mm-hmm. always be good. Yep, so just good. Mattering Hex, one red red enchantment or a curse. You enchant a player. Whenever enchanted player costs a non-creature spell, they will roll a d6. Oh, you roll a d6. Roll a d6. Oh, that's nice. I, I like that because then if you have roll synergies... For everyone, you that could, this yeah, could, yeah, um, you, you get the roll. That's that's good. Thank God they did that because all it does is it's going to deal damage to that player equal to the result, and then it's going to move to a different player, another uh, opponent chosen at random. I, I was going to say this card's terrible, but if you are, are a deck that needs the rolls, I think this you're is going to take you're going to take everything you can get. Yeah, right. I agree. I agree. You're going to take everything if you care about the roll triggers. And this card tells you that when they do something, you roll. It's going to happen a lot. I think it will happen a lot. I think the damage from it is going to be mild at best. It's not going to be very good. Yeah, and and this this is also one of those things that, like, when you play it, people are like, oh, why would you play it on me? Like, that's that's usually the thing with... with curse decks is that it's like yeah, but okay this one, I but this one i don't think they could be just, as mad at you because it's, no, no, it's yeah, not yeah that's exactly oh, exactly okay. what i was gonna say yeah <laughs> this one doesn't have that because it yeah doesn't like yes i chose you first but all right just cast mean, a spell have it for, yeah, just cast go a on spell, take the do it, cast it a spell, and else. And then, yeah this is actually a fun one because i feel like your opponents like this card too you're like i yeah. hope it gets on on that guy so that right, it hurts yeah. him more yeah i like it yeah i just can't wait for the Magical Christmas Land situation where it's just like, okay, there's four players left. You're going to combo off unless we can give you Maddening Hex and you have to <laughs> roll a five or higher or something. It's just oh, like, well, what? Yeah, just a fun card. I don't mm-hmm. think it's very good, but play it because it's fun. Yeah, it's fun. X, uh, this, the next one is the Neverwinter Hydra. X, X, green, green, Hydra. They never do those, though. That's <laughs> a zero zero. Uh, as he enters the battlefield, roll X D eight. So this is the rolling Hydra. It enters with a number of plus one plus one counters equal to the total of that number. It's kind of like rolling for your, your character yeah. sheet, right? This is a classic. Yeah, it's got trample and ward four. I don't love it. Yeah, I was gonna say this isn't good. <laughs> it's, it's not a good Hydra <laughs> because you're rolling like. So each D6 is an average of three and a half. The XX really hurts. It, yeah. Right? So X-X hurts. you're paying two for essentially three power, um, which is like not really good enough in command. Not a good rate. Not a good rate. Considering most other rates, you pay one for one power at, at, at a bottom line yeah. <laughs> and it goes up from there. So that yeah. is like more than that, but like just a large creature would trample like, you you want your Kydras to have and double ward four or whatever and ward four yeah sir uh, the sword of hours is in this deck no one cares the underdark rift is a Atlant- colorless land out of this deck tapped at a colorless so, uh, and then five and tapped exile the underdark rift you'll roll a d10 then put target artifact creature or planeswalker into its owner's library just beneath the top X cards where X is that result. 
but you can only activate it as a sorcery. And the the picture is clearly uh, Lord of the Rings, right? Oh, it's, yeah, like the, the Mines of Moria. Yeah, it's Gandalf falling in the Mines of Moria. The activate only as a sorcery just completely ruins Oh, it. it's so close to being so good, isn't it? Because, like, utility lands in Commander are very strong. Just to have the ability to, on your land, have a, I can get rid of that threat right now right it costs six mana to do so and i lose a land but i can do it with my land which is pretty sweet right uh it hurts as a sorcery. it's only a sorcery and it's like if they they roll a two it's like sure all right (laughs) i think this is a card that like maybe go with like the colorless commander decks because they can just play any of these it does come (laughs) in the backfield untapped untapped it taps for all their colors which is none uh so yeah sure throw this into those and then maybe that pans out who knows yeah might as well in those decks no one cares uh, the next card is the vengeful ancestor two red red for a spirit dragon this one does have flying eric here's your spirit dragon that does have flying for a three four Whenever Vengeful Ancestor enters the battlefield or attacks, goad target creature. Whenever a goaded creature attacks, it deals one damage to its controller. This is a really good card, actually. Yeah, there is like, there's, I've played against whole decks that are basically trying to force you to attack and bad things happen when you attack. Yeah, that seems cool. The one-off like goad creature is not to be underestimated either. Yeah. I mean, you don't need much synergy for this card to still do some pretty nuts stuff. Yeah. To, like, force an attack is like, oh, that sucks. <laughs> now I have to attack, and this guy's got a 3-4 No, No, it's the only thing better than not being attacked by an Eldrazi? Having your opponents being attacked by an Eldrazi. <laughs> <laughs> right, because goaded, we should say, is not only to force them to attack, but if they can, they have to attack someone other than you. Yeah. So... Goat is much stronger than I think people realize. Right. Maybe that should be my dark horse, his vengeful ancestor. That's my dark horse. Oh, fine. Eric's stealing all the good ones. All right. The next card is part of the Endeavor cycle. We're back to it. The Wild Endeavor for Green Green for a sorcery. So back to sorcery. Again, that black one was the only instant for some reason. Yeah, they're just like, "Ah, what? (laughs) We need the best one. I think it is. I think there's there's like a red one. And I think that one's a, a. in, okay, it's in the next deck, I guess. So, Wild Endeavor is roll two D4s. So, the lowest of all the dice that we've seen. Choose one result. Create a number of 3-3 three, three green beasts equal to that result. And then search your library for basic lands equal to the other result. This is bad. <laughs> this is the worst one. This is the worst one, yeah. You're sad probably both ways. <laughs> yeah. Best case scenario, you're still like... Just hey. like, right, I got... I got four three threes. They just, four, the but... problem is they printed these effects that are so strong in green. Yeah. For that, what, what is it? Eight mana for two more. You get to just double the number of basic lands you have. Yeah. Or reshape the, the earth. And then there's, I mean, there's even at five realms. mana traverse the outlands. Yeah. I've seen put 10 on turn five. I've seen it put 10 lands and you probably care more about the lands. You don't care about a possible four, three threes. Yeah. With no text? Who, like, at least the white soldiers had vigilance. That's something. Right, yeah. yeah, (laughs) I mean, this is is nothing. And they come into Battlefield, the lands come in tapped. Tapped? Yeah, right? They probably could have come in untapped. And I still, I think the card would have been fine then. I think it would have been okay. Actually, it would have been a very good card then. If it came in untapped, because that means you can use that mana right away. 
So you probably use whatever your higher role is. Well, you're you're always going to use whatever your higher you're role is. Yeah, yeah. Alliance, it, you're always. Be, it'd be what's going to happen is you're going to get two three threes and like I'll get three man like explosive vegetation and uh, there's another one that's essentially the same. Those come in the battlefield on top. <laughs> and that's four mana. You get two, <laughs> the two mana back. All right, what do you feel about theirs overall? I this has got to be like the weakest one, right? Yeah, I was gonna say that this immediately compares to the first deck for weakest and probably is even weaker. Oh, Some yeah, of the cards the, in here, they share the same of the weakest cards in here. Yeah. And then their strongest cards are not that. Drew of Purification, is a that's a keeper. That's that's a staple. And I think Conventional Ancestor has something to be said for it. And then Klaus Will is just a staple in Gruel, so that's fine. Right. The rest is like, who cares? And then my Dark Horse, obviously. All right. All right, we're on to the last deck then. The Planner Portal. All right, we're making good time. Sure, well, we're doing all right. Better <laughs> than last time. Yeah. Yeah, well, I I know. That's because we took out all the legendary creatures. Yeah. We took out all the, you know, main set. Yeah. The Bag of Devouring, we're starting off with yet another colored artifact. Hey. Uh, I guess every every deck had a bag, too. Is that right? Oh, is that, is that right? Yeah. Uh, uh, well, yeah, they either have oh, the purse. So they're not all colored. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, one had a purse. Bag of then, tricks. Okay. Yeah. All right. So this is the bag of devouring. I mean, a clear play on like the bag of holding, though I bet it's a real thing in D and D. It is a real bag thing. Of yeah. yeah, this is a black mana artifact. Just one black. Whenever you sacrifice another non-token artifact or creature, yeah, creature, 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 <laughs> exile it. I think I was combining exile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> with creature. Your eyes are in your mouth. You better creature it. <laughs> That's a good. That's that's how I'm gonna shortcut when I'm exiling some of your creatures. We need all the seconds. <laughs> they should just name a card that. All right. Two and tap. You're going to sacrifice another artifact or creature, <laughs> <laughs> exile it because that's what Bag of Firing says, and you're gonna draw a card, and then three and tap. You're gonna sacrifice the Bag of Devouring. Roll a d10, and you can return up to X cards from among cards exiled with it to their owner's hands, where X is the result. So you can return a bunch of things that you had gotten exiled from sacrifice and you have to sacrifice the creatures for it to get exiled right, so not just die. just die yeah if they destroy permanence if you discard them it's not gonna just exile everything willy-nilly it's only stuff you've sacrificed but of course it gives you two tap sacrifice to draw to draw a card yeah very specific synergies i don't think you're playing this anywhere but the decks where you need that sac- i mean drawing a card is good yeah the, the the thing about artifact sacrificing synergies is that you want them in the graveyard because artifact decks are very good about right. returning cards from the graveyard. You're right. Um, Maybe this is a different play on that, though. I think it's a know. different play on it. I think this is very much like a in a sack outlet deck where you get... There you go. You it's get, a good sack outlet. Yeah. Sack draw card, though it does cost two, and then could eventually return it. Yeah, Do you and care I, about that? Yeah, and you can get, like, and this is one of those things that a lot of times you'll only care about, like, oh, uh, someone wiped the board, I sacked all my creatures in response. I only want one of those cards back anyway, or two, so one in the low roll isn't as bad for you. But you could just, like, if you roll five, you just get to draw five cards. Overall, though, not it's fine. thinking this card's very good. Yeah. I mean, I, I, the next one is the, is the Buckner's Ever. Full purse. We talked Get about it. It's here. terrible. Don't play it. Delete it from you the You could game. sack you it to the bag of devouring. You can, and that's the best use that's of the it. Best use <laughs> of it. 
Uh, the next card is the last, I guess, maybe there might be one more, of the cycle of the uh, Roll20 cards. This is the da- Dance Macabre. Three black black for a sorcery. Each player will sacrifice a non-token creature, you included. Roll a d20. Add the toughness of the creature you sacrificed this way. So that's the mm-hmm. that's the bonus you're getting to your roll. 1 to 14, you're going to return a creature card put into a graveyard this way to the battlefield under your control. Man, that seems pretty powerful, actually. Yeah, because, like, <laughs> at the worst case scenario, you get to destroy three creatures. I mean, Yeah, there, there's a, a scenario in which you play against all token decks, and then, yes, this card is terrible. Yeah. But for the most part, that doesn't happen. Or also... If it's sacrificing a bunch of commanders, you're not going to get the creatures back because they're not going to end up there. Uh, so there are a lot of scenarios, but of course, if I think you have to play this card always sacrificing a creature, <laughs> right. because then at, then at the very least you're getting your card. Oh, back, actually, it, it says each player sacrifices a non-token creature. I just oh, it does. You're right. Oh, good. Oh my That's gosh, big. we missed the very first part of the card. Yeah, I just there read. You go. I just kind of ignored that when you said. It. I was like, yeah, <laughs> right. creature. Got it. Got it. Got it. But yeah, yeah, everyone's actually... tax a creature. No, non-token creature. So again, I think the worst spot of this is if everyone has their commander out. Though you just killed everyone's commander. Yeah, for that's man. not the worst thing in the world. <laughs> that's pretty <laughs> yeah. good. That's pretty good. Uh, and we didn't even talk about it. it's fifteen plus. So this is the bonus. You get to return two creatures. Yeah, so get... uh, not 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 a game breaking moment for you to you know. It, which is good though that it feels like no matter what I roll, it's a good effect for me. But yeah, I, it, I, I don't it kinda, care. It kind of gets around like I have a good creature, but I have the, I have like one of the cards that say like ooh, everyone sacrifices a creature. Like oh, I don't want to do that, but like all right, you get yours back at least. So this is a really good card. I, you can imagine the scenarios, right, where you're sacrificing a card with an enter the battlefield ability, which yeah. happens, uh, I don't know, every time. Like, right. all of the creatures have that. So you sacrifice your creature, bring it right back, it gets its enter the battlefield trigger, and you don't care what everyone else sacrificed. You just made everyone sacrifice a non-token creature. Yeah. And, <laughs> and these effects... Probably got rid of a commander. You probably did. You probably did. did, yeah, because... Chances are you did. Yeah, they didn't want to sacrifice the thing you could get back, so you're like, ah, oh, fine, I'll sacrifice my commander. Yeah, yeah, right. It, to them, it's like, well, if I sacrifice my commander, at least they don't get it back. But right. I Yeah, I, I like it. This is a good card. Dance Macabre. Next card is the Death Tyrant, another Beholder. Four and a black for a four-six Beholder Skeleton. <laughs> they had to add that to it. Love that. It's got menace, because dang, is that menacing. Negative mm-hmm. energy cone. Whenever an attacking creature you control or a blocking creature an opponent controls dies, create a 2-2 black zombie creature token. That is very flavorful. <laughs> the, yeah, the, the undead uh, beholder is a, is a monster in D&D. Sweet. And it's called and a then, Death Tyrant. Yeah. It's called a Death Tyrant. And then five and a black return it from your graveyard to the battlefield tapped. Um, it's a four six. So it's a beefy guy. I like it. Uh, any recursive creature is usually generally pretty good. And yeah. one that gives you two twos willy nilly for just stuff dying. And it has menace. So if they try to kill this with blocking, then you get probably what you, you're going to get something back for You're it. probably going to get some zombies. Yeah. It's a good card. Yeah. I, I like it's recursive. It's just awkward because it does feel like a card that doesn't play to any synergies, which is something you need in Commander. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is It is like 
very I guess strange. It's, where it's I just think like, I know why it was built. Right, it was built for those that goad got the goad beholder. Right, so it, it's a goad oh, card because right the eye tyrant deck. Yeah, because then attacking and blocking it. creatures are dying, and whenever they're dying, you're getting two twos for that. Mm-hmm. That that's why it's a goad card. So there's your synergy, and then maybe it's a recursive card too because it's but it's it costs a lot for that. Yeah, right. I mean that that's a last second like man. What, I need something to do. Creature well. you control or a blocking creature an opponent control. An opponent control. So you're looking to goad things and then have the things that are blocking the goaded creatures mm-hmm. die. Yeah, that's a very specific. You can do the next level play is you attack <laughs> with things. They go. I don't want you to kill. I don't want like your creatures. Um, Oh wait, no. That are they? I think you can do like the. Are they only? Are they no longer attacking? Yeah, they're they. There is a phase where after they deal damage, they're still attacking, and you can sacrifice them at instant speed after they dealt damage. Uh, there is that is correct. Yes, magic Sorry, works in weird was, ways like that. I was just. Yes, I needed to rethink turning, yes, how that rule they works. They <laughs> can deal their damage and still die. And, and attack and trigger death tyrant and trigger the death tyrant to get you your two twos back. So because yeah, you can. It's before so this works the second main phase because it's just a creature. It's not non-token creature. Yeah. So this works great with a sack outlet. Oh yeah, where like, where you just you just send your zombies in. You don't care about the undead army because at the very last second they're going to deal all their damage and you're just going to sack them all anyway. Sack them to get. Some value, and then you have the zombies back. <laughs> <laughs> the zombies all pop back up. That's pretty sweet. That's really cool. There's some cool stuff you could do there. Yeah. Uh, the next card is the Ebony Fly. We talked about it. It's super staple, so that's in this deck as well. Then we got the Fevered Suspicion. Six black, red. Eight mana for a sorcery. Each opponent exiles cards from the top of their library until they exile a non-land card, you may cast any number of spells from among the non-land cards without paying their man- mana cost. I like how it states that, even though they already like went through the rigmarole of exi- making sure it's a non-land card. Yeah, the yeah. And then they're like, oh, but you can only cast non-land cards. You're you like, but that's all non- I got! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, what was the other option? <laughs> <laughs> just so switch I, I, did they have to add that? I don't I know, think they right? did. I think they could have said you can cast any number of spells without paying, like <laughs> mm-hmm. from among those cards. They could have deleted the words "non-land cards" at, at the end. Yeah. This is hilarious. This is powerful, right? And it's and, got, oh, it's got rebound. Yeah. So it exa- after you cast it, it will resolve, and then it will exile. Mm-hmm. Or no, you actually, oh yeah, it will resolve in exile. It says uh, exile it as it resolves. Right. So it's weird. I get if it is countered, it is countered. It will not like save yeah, itself from being yeah. countered. It will have to resolve, and then it'll exile itself. It'll come back at your upkeep. Yes. During that phase, uh, so then you'll get that again. So you can cast six spells, and it will never miss. Seems. Good. Seems pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Like it's hard to imagine a situation where you're not like coming out on top. I, I think this after, card is just gonna win after. more games than people are comfortable with. Yeah. <laughs> because it's like, yeah, what it's it goes in that deck. It's kind of cool because usually you'd expect this to be a blue ability, right? Like stealing sure. cards from I red is kind of like that, but like from their yeah, library. Yeah, red, red's chaotic, Itali, yeah, it's right. got this. Does this does this trigger casting cards from the exile? Like you're, I guess it's in the player portal deck, so of course. Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, so like with Prosper, yeah, you're getting all treasures from all the things you can. Jesus. This deck is, I think, the strongest. And then I you rebound, so you cast the card from Exile. <laughs> I think I said that. I think I said that when we were reviewing. Check, go back and check, but guys, I think this deck is nuts. Yeah, yeah, you were saying I this think is this your thing's favorite. So, yeah, I, it, it is. It's so powerful. It's so ridiculous. It's pretty cool. Uh, the next card is the Fiend Lash. This is my Dark Horse. And it's my Dark Horse for a very specific reason. We'll read the card first. One and a red for an artifact equipment. We're back on the equipment thing because we were never <laughs> off of it. <laughs> Only equipment. <laughs> uh, the equipped creature will get plus two, plus out, and have reach, which is an interesting. I love that little tack. Like that, that's yeah. going to come up and people are going to be like, oh, what? Yeah, that, that, reach? that reeks of like, let's make this a little let's give it something here we go i don't know reach i love that it has reach because it's a next ability is that whenever equipped creatures dealt damage it deals that much damage equal to its power to target player or planeswalker so this is interesting because it's not the card that says whenever it's dealt damage you know the, the boros reckoner one right this instead will always deal damage equal to its power right yeah so but it does buff its power but I think they're hitting this critical mass of cards that do this in the equipment slot that you can equip. And like every time anyone attacks and anything does damage to them, stuff's taken damage. Right. Talk, <laughs> talk like, about in uh, Stuffy Doll, you know, <laughs> put this on now. You're dealing more and more damage. I don't know. Like you can you can really affect this by just like pinging a creature with indestructible or something. Over it is, yeah. Over. I mean, at least it gives Stuffy Doll two power. It's true, right? right? Like, at least yeah. it deals two now. So it does two on top of whatever damage it's right. dealt. Uh, which it can ping itself. So it can always make sure it's pinging itself and dealing damage. Uh, it, it's it's just a sweet card. I think these this, is, this kind of stuff is going to show up more and more. And again, I think that reach is underrated. Yeah, reach is good. Especially in red. <laughs> which might not have... I mean, it has dragons, so there, there are flyers, but might not expect it. Next card is the Grim Hireling. Three and a black for a Tiefling Rogue. So they brought Tieflings in. Three, two. Whenever one or more creatures you control deal combat damage to a player, create two treasure tokens. Right. So maximum of six at a four-person game. If you hit everyone, that's really bad. If you're doing that, if you're making six treasure every turn, you're winning. I, I don't know. I just can't see you losing. I don't like its second ability as much. Uh, black, sacrifice X of your treasures then target creature gets minus X, minus X. So it is a kill spell there, but you can activate it only as a sorcery. Yeah, that part sucks. I, I think if you're suck. a dedicated treasure deck, it's still worth it. It's an added benefit, right? It's just there. It's Yeah, because you need... like. I guess it also does suck that you have to hit people too. Maybe this card's just bad. <laughs> I think, yeah, like in, in you're not going to play this in just a random deck because you want the treasures or something. I think yeah. it, I think it's decent in like a dedicated treasure style deck. Because... It's always nice when a card like this comes down and a creature that you already previously controlled can, can do attack something. and yeah and deal damage and get you the treasure. So this yeah. guy theoretically can easily refund himself, which we've mentioned in the past how that generally amounts to being a strong card. Yeah, if you play a card and it immediately refunds all its mana, it's a good card. So in those scenarios, this card's nuts. So yeah, I guess it just needs the right deck. It, it, yeah, it's one of those, and it's 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 going to be one of those things. that's like if you have ten treasures out there, it might just be super strong. You're just like, oh man, they're going to kill. It's just kind of odd. It doesn't go. Attack. It doesn't go in this deck. <laughs> no, it doesn't go in this deck at all. That's just very. <laughs> I strange. guess. 
The treasure tokens. That's why. Right? They're just like, right. treasure. This card says treasure. Put it in. <laughs> what does it say? It says treasure. All right. Get it says treasure. Here. Okay, great. You're yeah, in. We have, we have a treasure card. You're in. Come on. <laughs> what are you doing standing outside for? Come on. <laughs> Come on. Come on in. You're a treasure guy, right? Treasures right over here. He says he's got treasures. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Christ. Next card is definitely the best card in the deck. By far. Tell me I'm wrong. The Hellish Rebuke. You're wrong. Wait, what does it do? (laughs) (laughs) Two and a black for an instant. Until end of turn. Permanence, your opponent's control. Gain when this permanent deals damage to the player who cast Hellish Rebuke. Sacrifice this permanent. You lose two life. You lose two life, yeah. This is awesome. It's like this talk card about is amazing. Talk about hating on uh, token, token decks. But someone's Hell like, yeah. "All right, I'm just gonna attack Hell you. I'm gonna hit you yeah. for like ten. Yeah, it's uh, just ten tokens coming in. Oh, ten tokens. You lose twenty life lose- and sacrifice all of those. Yeah. What? <laughs> huh? Uh, it's. So I cool. love this card. This card is my favorite card printed in the set. And okay. I also like it says it doesn't say combat damage. So like if someone's no, gonna ping you, damage. like you know, I have my uh, my uh, goblin smasher, vile smasher deck. So you can mm-hmm. like make kill my vile smasher with this too. Yeah, um, yeah, it's sweet. Definitely best card in the deck. Next card is also awesome though. The hurl through hell. I two. like this card. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, and I can't blame you for that. Two black and a red for an instant exile target creature in black red which is very important that's a that's a tough effect to come by right uh until the end of your next turn you may cast that card and you may spend mana as though or mana of any color to cast that spell this in in prosper is disgusting first off right yeah (laughs) it's just like all right again i think the synergy just is like over the top for this pre-con and it makes it Definitely the most powerful to me that I've ever seen. Super, yeah, this deck is like all the rest of it. Like the obviously the enchantment artifact deck, like that's so narrow, like you can't help but be a synergistic. Right. But this is like way more synergistic. This than is like any other the ones. Yeah. yeah, right. Where all the new cards are like busted, and then busted further by the fact that they're like yeah, that with the this commander, commander that's like, oh my god, if you do that, I'll give you cards. I'll give you man. I'll give you whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> Posted a dungeon yeah. commander, which is like, I'll give you three cards. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so once again, uh, awkward that it does, it won't quite. It will exile their commander, but then they just exile it to their command zone, so you won't be able to right. uh, cast it. So it doesn't quite work on the commander. It'll work on everything else, though. Uh, also awkward, uh, not awkward, but you have to cast the mana. You have to, you have to spend it. the mana. So if you exiled that seven drop, and you really wanted to play it next turn. It's going to take probably your whole turn, but I assume it's worth it. <laughs> yeah, like stealing a creature. In yeah, this I assume it's worth pretty it. Good. So probably. And like four mana to exile a creature, like it's not, you're not super thrilled with it. But like if you need to kill a creature and right. you no intention to cast the card again. It's, it's just, it, and it's a better than a kill a creature. It's yeah, an exile, exile creature. That, that does a lot more than you'd think. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is the last of the Endeavor cycle. We're completing it with the red one. Once again, a sorcery. So yes, the black one is the only instant. Another seven mana one. This is seven mana once again for a sorcery. Five red red. This is the biggest of the dice rolling. This is D12s. This is your roll two D12s and choose one result. So I guess they literally had it where, yeah, each one is a different. A four, number. six, an eight, and ten. And yep. Nice. And a 12. Everyone's got a different dice roll. So that's neat. 
Uh, the Reckless Endeavor is going to deal damage equal to the result that you've chosen to each creature, and then the other result, you're going to make that much treasure. So, probably really good. <laughs> yeah. like with uh, the... but, but also hugely high variance. If you yeah. hit two bad rolls, one that's, that's yeah. going to hurt. Like that's a... going to really hurt. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way about this one as I do about the white one. The white one? This one might be a little better than the white one, right? Because it at least refunds you your mana. Yeah, I like. Bit. Yeah, I like that. Um, at, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. These are very high variants. I mean, they're commander cards, right? They're right. fun. Yeah, this card it, can do twelve to each creature and give you twelve mana. Right. Yeah. And, and <laughs> yeah, and that's also like pretty sweet because it's like you, if you really need the mana, I don't know why you need the mana when you're already casting seven mana sorceries. But if you did, <laughs> then <laughs> then you're like, all right, I have. 10 treasures or oh i'm gonna deal 10 damage to everything i um, also like that in most cases this will be how it goes right you at least roll one high number you can either refund the whole spell or destroy all the creatures on the battlefields right you probably wanted one of those effects and you will most likely get the effect you want exactly so yeah. i think with this one it, it really works out that way you know what i mean like you're, you're, you're really you're rolling two d twelves. Yeah, like all right, let's test it right now. I'm just gonna test you just it. roll two d twelves right now. Here we go. I am going to. I got an eight and a one. So I'm probably, uh, you know, in that case, you're gonna do one of the things you wanted. I right. either ramped for a mana and made a bunch of treasure tokens, or I did eight to each creature, which is probably which is probably just wiping the board. Um, yeah. You're rolling two dice if that's the thing that you want to do. Dealing some damage, making treasures. Yeah, looking at all these cards, I do wish there was more good roll synergies. I wish the there was a dice rolling commander. <laughs> there is black, uh, the green, red one. He's just pretty bad. He's just... Well, actually, he's, actually, he's really strong. I I, I changed my mind. He's, oh he's yeah, I, for, I forgot what this one does. Yeah, he he puts five fours into play. Every dice you roll is, a, yeah, a is five another four. five four. That's disgustingly strong. That's really good. I take that. <laughs> yeah. What I said. Yeah, right. Like that's. that's I, I forgot it had the uh, it had the way to, to deal damage to itself. Yeah, like that. Playing that commander, it's worth it to play that component pouch card because it just says tap roll. Right, yeah. that that just means you have a card that says tap put a five four in play. Yep. That's disgusting. That's beyond busted. Yeah, tap make a five four. All this <laughs> that, that's kind of the cool thing about commander is like cards that we're just like ah, I don't know, it just doesn't get oh, there. Yeah, All of a sudden it's like wait, I could just tap the three mana, make a five yep. four every single yep. turn. What? Yep. And off of that three mana rock, the next turn you can cast your commander too because it yeah you'll be able to roll the dice, get your counters, and tap your for your green red it's it's really good in that deck uh the next card is share the spoils one in a red for an enchantment this is a very interesting card when share the spoils enters the battlefields or an opponent loses the game exile the top card of each player's library during each player's turn that player may play land or cast a spell from among cards exiled with share the spoils and they may spend mana as though it were mana of any color to cast a spell. Okay, what? Why? I don't. I. I am not smart enough to understand this. So I. It's just awkward. You want to play it later in the game so that you can play all the cards immediately. Yeah, because right? you get you get access to the cards immediately. Yeah, you don't want to share the spoils, everyone. Yeah, you you, you are playing this 
to hopefully draw three cards from other people's decks. That's why it works in this deck, because you get a bunch of treasure. Whenever and you play exile. exile, you get more treasure. So oh, it's ridiculously powerful in this deck. And everywhere else, you're playing a red deck that does some wacky, wonky stuff is what you're doing. Yeah. And the loses trigger does not feel good at all. Yeah, yeah that, that could effectively not be there. Right? Um, and then it's going to be a lower number anyway, because it's... Yeah. <laughs> It's fun that they tacked that on, but it just made the card cluttered and confusing. Yeah, right. it's still, it's still bad. Definitely. It became a card that people are going to play to be like, it's awesome, watch this! And then they're going to be like, wait, it did nothing. I don't... <laughs> yeah, like, it's going to be like, land, land, counterspell, or something like that. And it's just like, well, and then that land. just means your opponents can play it. I'll yeah, yeah. <laughs> so know, that you weird. play your land, they play a land, and you're like, well, now I can't kill their thing because they have a counterspell now. Uh, um, and then lastly, last card, last card here, the Wild Magic Sorcerer. This card's grossly disgusting. I love it, though. Uh, but but it's very specific. Yeah. Uh, it's a three and a red for a four, three Orc Shaman. The first spell you cast from exile each turn has Cascade. Which combos with Cascade. I was just going to say, yeah. which interestingly, if you cast a spell, your first spell and cast it with Cascade, the thing that you Cascade into will then have Cascade because yeah. you cast it from Exile when you Cascade into You it. have, like, plus one Cascade. <laughs> yeah. At Cascade, as I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, just so happens to be one of the most busted things they've printed ever. Yeah, uh, you just double spell. If you, if you can do it consistently, you're just like, okay, every time I if cast do, it's, this thing, I cast two things. And this gives all your spells Cascade, so long as they came from Exile, and only the, for the first one. But uh, listen, that's enough. If you get anything, tacking on Cascade right. means I doubled your mana for a turn every time. It gets out of control. And, and think about, like, the low-end case, per se, is, like, I cast a three-mana spell, I Cascade into one of my two-mana mana rocks. Cool, mm-hmm. I ramped. Just for casting a three mana yeah. spell, right? How do you? What do you give this deck overall? How do you feel about these ones? I I like these cards, like probably on on par with some of the. Uh, I don't know. I, I really like these cards because they are like very new. They could like cast cards from exile. Some of them do with yeah. treasures. There's crazy high variant stuff. There's stuff I don't get. <laughs> yeah, there is. Um, I'd say it's very synergistic. To me, that this is they're very good, strong cards. Some of my favorites, like Hellish Rebuke, I think not as strong as the Dungeons of Death overall for for the new cards section wise, but very, very, very strong and fun and very good. De- definitely like this and the Dungeons of Death have the two best of the new cards, and then the other two have definitely yeah. worse. Like it's a big separation between the two and the two. I agree. <laughs> yeah, and there, there's like one or two cards from the other ones that are like super good, but. Yeah, so just pick out the singles um, yeah. for, from the other decks. Because I think it is worth it. These are some really powerful cards. And we know that from the Commander products, the really powerful stuff that comes out of these Commander products in a year or two end up being so exceedingly expensive yeah, that it's, it's just it's not ridiculous. even funny. So if you want some of the most powerful stuff out of this, like if you want that Mantle of the Ancients, for example, which is a finisher that they, for some reason, won't ever reprint, and it will be locked into this commander deck at this point in time. Just pick one up as a single, because right now I'm sure they're 50 cents. (laughs) Right, yeah. (laughs) But in two years, 
if it becomes a big thing where everything's an equipment deck and they're all playing this, it'll be $20. Yeah. And, and what we're talking about too, is the like things that might go from being like 20 cent, 25 cent cards, to like $5 cards. Like that happens so much with Swift foot boots. So like if you're buying a winged boots and you see it's 50 cents, just pick up another one because that, that card, like, Oh, it could be $4 down the line. Uh, definitely do that for Robe of Stars, like I mentioned. I, again, I think mm-hmm. phasing is underrated as it stands right now. It probably will get better. I think pick up some of the cool cards out of uh, the Dungeons deck for sure. Yeah. Moogle Rod might be neat later on. Extract Brain is going to be great. Rod of Absorption is going to be great. Uh, and Radiant Solar maybe then out of the Gruel deck maybe just stick to Druid of Purification pick that card up if it's not already $5 I'd be surprised I think that is such a staple that it probably is what is that card going for right now Uh... $7.47 yeah it's a $7 card already yep there you go called that (laughs) looking at the card you can tell it's like you see you look at the card you read its effect and you go Like, easy oh, five that, bucks that does everything i want it to <laughs> yeah easy five dollar card coming out of that because it goes in every green deck ever i need that card because yeah it just goes in every green deck. it's just better than most of the stuff they've ever printed you can pick up the close will and the, wow. and, and honestly that's one that drew purification pick it up at seven dollars <laughs> because it's gonna it's gonna go to 20 it's kind of funny i don't i don't know if just like i don't know um if it's just this, but I don't see too many cards. I just kind of like on Card Kingdom, I just sorted this set by price, high to low, and like the most expensive card is like Utopia Sprawl at eleven dollars. Usually, there's a card that's like twenty five or something. So, well, that's my point. I think it, you will see that, you but not that yet. Eventually. This is these are these are all brand. This is all. I mean, people are. The, the, the shelves are plentiful in Target with these right now, you know, and Amazon, right? You could, you, oh, also another recommendation that I noticed, you could buy them on Amazon, guys, cheaper than Target for some reason. Um, yeah, so cool. just, uh, just check that out. I, I noticed on Target, like these were going for like 33 compared to, it's always like a staple $40. So this happens to be with, uh, when they removed MSRP, the right. price can flux more than it, than it usually does. Uh, and that causes even some big box retailers to price them oddly. But of course, um, if you want to support the Magic community, check first your yeah. Local see game what your store. local's doing. Sometimes I hate my local right because they'll pay way too much attention to it, and then they'll price these things higher than the big box retails. And I'm like, are you crazy? I can go to Target next store and buy this cheaper yeah. than you. Why yeah. are you? Why are you? Don't you? get taken advantage of. Buy some of those <laughs> like, what are you yeah. doing? I'm not an idiot. That, like, that happened with when the five color dragon deck came out. To be one of the one of the my local game stores was like all the rest of them are like thirty five dollars. This one's fifty. I'm like, <laughs> what? Like, yeah, why? Because like, it has that expensive card in it, and then they just inflate the prices, and it inflates on TCG. Like, but that's I, when people. T- like suck them out of the big box. Yeah, I get why if there's one card that costs forty dollars, they'd be like, okay, well, we're just gonna rip this one apart and sell the singles because that's more profitable. I understand that move, but yeah, I don't like it when they're just like, this one's now super expensive. It's like, okay, if it's like fifteen dollars it. more than what I'm normally paying for, then I'm like, okay, I, uh, especially when you're just like you're a high schooler, 
that has no money, you're just like, I can't afford that now. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Uh, and then out of the planner portal deck, definitely pick up, uh, you know, whatever. Death Tyrant is going to be sweet for, for those syner- the goad synergies and zombie synergies. Hellish Rebuke, pick it up. What's that one going for? That's another one that I can tell is like it's probably like two bucks right now. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna be. It's I don't think it's worth that much right now. But that's a commander card, so you know. Oh yeah, I, I was right on. I was spot on. It's market price about one seventy. But look up as a comparison. Uh, what's the uh, spider one that prevents all damage? So now it's Arachnogenesis. Arachnogenesis. Yeah, I think that card is like twenty dollars or something. Thirty dollars. And Hellish Rebuke is on par with that. It's literally the kind of the same card. Does very now you're, you're you're taking the damage, but you're destroying yeah. the opponent. That the power of Arachnogenesis is you. All your spiders are going to survive, and and, none, none of and, and and you take no damage, right? right? But it is comparable to Arachnogenesis. Arachnogenesis is thirty. Hellish Rebuke is a dollar fifty. That is because Arachnogenesis was printed what like six years ago. I think it was like in seven. Yeah, when was that? Is that an Innistrad? OG Innistrad? No, it's a commander card. Oh, it's a commander card? Okay. Yeah, it's got the split. It's got the split. I don't know which one that was. Uh, It it could very easily have been like... Commander 2015, so six years ago. I nailed that too. Yeah, exactly six years ago. That's what's going to happen. Hellish Rebuke. Guys, call me in 2027. <laughs> That's what it takes to be a. Right, yeah, you're gonna be like, remember this. Everyone's gonna, I'm gonna be like, get a very angry about? call in 2027 and be like, huh? What are you talking about, kiddo? It was only ten dollars, not twenty. <laughs> 2027, come calling to me if if uh, if hellish rebuke isn't twenty dollars. I, I I'm not even gonna give it to thirty. I'm gonna say I'm gonna set my sights mm-hmm. at twenty. All right. All right. What are we going to be talking about next week? So next week is another D&D podcast where you might have our special guest. Uh, he is a, a player in one of uh, my camp and the campaign that Brett's also playing in. Yeah, your campaign. Excuse uh, me, sir. It's my campaign. Uh, <laughs> uh, we should probably ask him if he wants to be on at some point, but we're just assuming he's not got nothing else going on. <laughs> I know. And and our schedules are getting a little confuzzled uh, coming up. So we got to figure out a brand new recording schedule. Not that any of you care, because hopefully we're bringing you the content same time we usually do. Yep, that's true. <laughs> we'll see yeah. if that works out. <laughs> just just uh, don't don't be surprised if it's a little rocky uh, going forwards, at yeah. least until we settle into it. Uh, I would say definitely over the next month. We have a lot coming up. This is, of course, we're at the end of the summer, right? Everyone is. Everyone's a lot of vacations coming up. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff going on. A lot of switching. I'm moving into... Uh, taking classes again it's gonna mess with a lot of stuff uh so we have to be prepared for it and this of course doesn't take no time <laughs> yeah that's true yeah uh, uh and then what about next time we get to mtg there's already <laughs> my head my hand is in my my hand is on my head guys because Go ahead. Go ahead. if you were tired of us talking about new cards well oh my sucks God. for you because the new uh, some previews for the new Innistrad sets coming out, and maybe I mean we don't know how long um how until like all the set is out, but right, it like just barely started right now. Yeah, so we'll talk about first impressions. Then we're we uh 
Innistrad is is kind of looked fondly on us because that's kind of where around the time that we all became like friends through magic. It's true. That was right. Yeah. We were just about to get into college. I don't think we were there yet. Yeah. I remember doing an Innistrad or like a dark Ascensions draft. We did and, a dark um, Ascension draft. Yes. And yeah. an Avacyn's restored. Yeah. Okay. So just about to get into our college years. Right, yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Not really. It's not like they're repeating everything. They're not like restarting. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, this should, this should be fun. I think. Yeah. Innistrad's cool. I think so. Innistrad's awesome. Innistrad's great. Everyone loves Innistrad. It's a great set. It's got great monsters. Uh, it's all vampires, zombies, all that stuff's going to come back up, and it's going to be everywhere. It's going to be kind of annoying, but kind of fun at the same time. Yeah. Where can they reach out to us and tell us how bad a job we did? Uh, well, if they want that, then nowhere. <laughs> uh, Don't do that. But if you, <laughs> for, for everyone else, uh, you could reach out to us through our email, which is dragonpartypodcast at gmail.com, or our Twitter, which is at dragonpartypod. Yeah, you could Gmail me if you want to be our editor so that I don't have to take so much time editing. <laughs> That's true. You get you get the exclusive first look at first the look at <laughs> you get the experience of and editing hear to, all the annoying ticks that we have every five seconds that I erase. Yeah, for no dollars. If you want to be an unpaid intern for a Call me. <laughs> All right, with that, we did pretty good this yeah, time. I'm proud of us. I'm proud of us. I hope you're proud of us. Party's we got through going all your cards. Party's still going on, so we're going to go get back to it. Actually, there's a party outside. There is a thought. I don't know if it's going to record, if it's if you're hearing it at all, but it is thundering outside powerfully. Oh, I thought you were going to go joke. No, I can't hear it. In my no, the it the sh- I just had the house shake. So it's like <laughs> I am in a thunderstorm, people. It is probably going to be very annoying for you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm going to go back to the party. And all you listen is out the app. Party on! Party on!